I'm Tyler, Undead Monkey Bones Dennering. I'm Connery, Dead Man Hansen. And this is The Franchise. Yeah, you know, you're all, you know why you're all here. We're talking about Dead Man's Chest. Second movie in the Pirates of the Caribbean, not Caribbean. Um, Because, you know, you you read the name of this podcast episode. But besides that, we have a couple of other movies of uh some other business to talk about and there are two movies not one but two not one but two one's old uh in one way one's old in a different way (laughs) (laughs) and the third is old in a third way (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um we're just trying to be as topical as possible and talking about both the old guard which is on Netflix right now, and uh, Greyhound, which is on Apple TV+. Plus. An old man on a, on a submarine. But uh, I guess before we do that, Jacob, how are you? How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Uh, you know, just uh, making my way downtown. Walking fast? Facing the past. But I'm homebound. And you're homebound. <laughs> I wish, I wish that was in this movie. Uh, I wish Jack Sparrow sung that as he was going into the Kraken's mouth. Oh, that would have been that would have been better. But no, yeah, I've been good. You know, like I said, just a day at a time, week at a time, month at a time, trying to make it through all this yeah. chaos. Every day is a winding road. What you're gonna do? Yes. What you're gonna do? <laughs> no, that's a different song. That's Vitamin C. <laughs> What you gonna do? How about you guys? Well, yeah, Connery, how are you? I'm fine. Um, in the the time this episode came out, I beat Ghost of Tsushima, and it was so much fun. That game <laughs> Didn't that come so out cool. like two days ago. Uh, no, it's gonna come out on Friday when we're recording. Nice. Wait, but you already beat it. I'm I'm making a joke, Tyler. Like oh. last week. Oh, I said okay, okay. I got sorry, sorry, sorry. And... Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, but the... I was too busy thinking about piracy. Hey, I thought you possibly pirated a copy of Ghost of Tsushima. I've been playing Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on sale on uh, Switch right now. I was like, hmm, should I get this? But I'm like, it's eh. pretty good. It's huh? fine. It's pretty yeah. good. It's probably the, my favorite Assassin's Creed. I'll be totally honest. Yeah, I still have to finish Doom 3. It's in mm. my catalog of old games that I never played, n- now Doom. playing. I, s- oh, yeah. uh, I still have to play so many things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all have to. We have to watch all these movies. We have to play all these games. Yeah, it's cultural gun to our heads. <laughs> it's just my own anxieties of not logging something on Letterboxd every single day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Tyler, you want? Know I did watch a movie. Um... I watched, per your recommendation, Hollow Man. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Have you seen that, Jacob? I have. Man, that movie (laughs) is crazy. (laughs) It was crazy, and I love Half Invisible Gorilla. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for those that don't know, uh, Hollow Man is like Paul Verhoeven's version of The Invisible Man, but it's like, what if The Invisible Man was just a huge pervert and like... (laughs) gross and well you know he straight up like sexually assaults people in that movie oh but, yeah he's like a full-blown um, egomaniac sexual predator bad man <laughs> yeah quite off-putting mm-hmm. yeah it is a really off-putting movie played by kevin bacon mm-hmm. um so 
Yeah, and that's like kind of Paul Verhoeven's whole jam, besides like sci-fi dystopia occasionally, and like fighting against fascism Just or satirizing fascism. Loves He's also that erotic thriller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, but yeah, Kevin Bacon's a huge creep, and there's also a gorilla that turns invisible, and he looks all weird. And, yeah, they uh, do it like by having like you like you disappear layer by layer, or in the gorilla's case, you appear layer by layer. So you have like yeah. the skeleton and like the organs and the nervous system. It, it, it looks sick as hell. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was it actually cool. like mm-hmm. considering it came out in like. 2000 i'm like you know the cg it's obviously they don't look real but like maybe it's just me but i thought it looked okay i think it looks fun i'm like i think it's just a cool idea in general like that's just tight (laughs) yeah it just looks like goofy but like in a fun way i don't Mm -hmm. know oh yeah um most definitely but uh yeah past and future guest lily young was walking (laughs) back and forth uh in the apartment because i watched it like this weekend and she was doing something and she's just like what? she's like what is this and she's seeing like a, a gorilla being like half organed and like half invisible and like they're trying later... to bring the gorilla back stop it <laughs> yeah this is really important this is really important and elizabeth shoe is in it back to the future connection that's right i yes. know i'm like that's fun she's in hollow man and greyhound now, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. She has more to do in both movies than she does in both Back to the Future movies. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's like a skeleton at the end. He like turns into a skeleton. Spoilers. And uh, <laughs> he's in an elevator. And he just looks really... He gets <laughs> just blown like, the just fuck looks really up. really weird out of context. <laughs> yeah. He does. He <laughs> dies like four times in that chase. He's like, ah! So... <laughs> That's He's on like Amazon burned Prime. to death, electrocuted, thrown into like an explosion. Yep. Yeah, he gets really wrecked. Um, so I guess he has some sort of strength, but yeah. uh, there's also a part where he <laughs> he's like listening to Coheed and Cambria driving around and like looks at some kid in another car and goes, ah, and then the kid's like, ah, and the mom's like, what's wrong? It's just like really strange. What a dick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Hollow Man. It's on Amazon Prime right now. It's weird, but fun. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again. It's... Do yeah. it, Jacob. Do it. Do it. But yeah, that's um, but I also watch... Oh, go, Tyler. Oh, sorry. T- Jacob, go ahead. No, Tyler. Go ahead, go. Jacob. Go ahead, Jacob. I was just going to say, um... Oh, because I was going to say I also watched <laughs> Old Garden Greyhound. I was going to I was gonna segue, but... <laughs> no, not yet. Because Lord <laughs> knows yet. we're never going to do it. <laughs> we only have one episode a week now. We have to make these all three hours long. <laughs> Makes sense. Let's go. I'm in. So, what were you going to say, Tyler? <laughs> I was just going to say, not going to talk about anything I watched recently, but um, Lily did beat, uh, my girlfriend and past and future guest, Lily Young, did beat (laughs) Resident Evil 4 today. That's the remake, right? Well, they're going to remake Resident Evil 4, but I just... Yeah, they're getting to at 3 right now. Okay. They just finished remaking 3. Yeah, the remake is 3. So this one's old, you know, it's from like 2005 or something. Oh, okay. Um, I played it originally on PS2, but it's on Switch now. Mm. Um, and <laughs> what we realized, especially near the end of the game, especially, but we just kind of realized that like Leon S. Kennedy, the main character, like if he was around now, he would definitely be canceled. <laughs> yeah, because he just keeps on like hitting on women that like he definitely in the workplace, basically in the Resident Evil workplace. Like there's like an Easter egg at the end of the game where it's just like. Oh, Barbara, like the tele, the 
the radio lady is listening. He's like, oh, Barbie, you look really good without glasses. Maybe we should, uh, maybe I could call you sometime. It's just like, ugh. Like, after you beat the whole game. I like the remake of Resident Evil 2's Leon Kennedy better. He seems more wholesome. <laughs> yeah, and he always calls uh, the president's daughter. I'm forgetting her name, but he's always like, <laughs> Lily kept dying at this uh, Sea-Doo part near the end, and like so it reset every single time. So it's just like 10 times in a row, he's just like, come on, sweetheart, and like has the president's daughter get behind, like hold on to him on the Sea-Doo as they like go through. And she's like, Leon! The president's daughter, so, the ultimate uh, damsel in distress. Yep. Yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah, it's like an extension of Escape from New York in some well. way. But yeah, that, uh, you know, it's <laughs> just revisiting that game nowadays. Um, you know, it's like a Japanese game very obsessed with like American action heroes and stuff. And it's just <laughs> the translations of things are just strange. So what's next on her uh, hit list? Is she going for Resident Evil 5 or is Sidetrack somewhere else? I think it's Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah. I still got to play next that too. <laughs> yeah, I played I'm Bioshock awful. and then I, I, I yes. started playing. No, you're fine, Jacob. That's what that's what I'm doing right now. I'm playing all these old games that I never played. But uh, yeah, I beat Bioshock. I started playing Bioshock two years later, and then I told Connery about it. He's like, why are you playing that trash? That game sucks. Bioshock 2? Oh, yeah, that, that game is its not very good. I literally saw somebody play it today when I was bored just watching this YouTuber I like do some stuff, and I was like, yeah, this game, I don't like it. It's not very good. Yeah, so you told me it sucks, so I uninstalled it, and I told you I stopped playing it. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sorry. So then, uh, yeah, you felt really bad. You're like, oh, no, no, you should still play it, but... <laughs> I did play Bioshock Infinite, but yeah, next time Lily's on the podcast for, I don't know, Venom or something. Um, <laughs> She's only she going to come back for Venom. <laughs> Got to get that Venom. 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 Uh, she'll tell you about her Bioshock experiences then. Exciting. But uh, speaking of nautical adventures. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we watched a little movie called Greyhound, starring and written by Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. America's dad. Uh, America's dad, which is in a movie that everyone's claiming is a dad movie. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> like uh, what's that? Like Ford v Ferrari is a dad movie. Oh yep. yeah, yeah. Mm. So apparently, I'm a dad because I liked Greyhound. <laughs> We're future dads, I guess. We count <laughs> potentially, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> potential future dads. Yeah. Welcome to the potential future dads podcast. <laughs> Where we're not weird or creepy at all. Hey, kids. <laughs> how did you sleep? <laughs> that sounds creepy. Is somebody like role-playing <laughs> as a father figure? Oh, my God. That'll go over so great. I took my kid by the hand. I took him to the, the baseball tee, and I said, sometimes you hit the, the, the balls you, you miss. <laughs> Good job, Connery. <laughs> sometimes you Good hit job. the balls you miss. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely that logic is sound in these times and then i crossed my eyes and slammed my head against the t as hard as i could and went unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> and you know you know who else hits the ball sometimes and sometimes misses is tom hanks's character in greyhound with his torpedoes <laughs> uh but yeah this movie's on 
Apple TV Plus. I almost mm-hmm. forgot the streaming name because it's a weird name. So many. <laughs> Apple TV Plus minus minus divided by square root plus long division. <laughs> Apple TV long division. Oh god. Extra life a, version. Uh, it, the square root of a plus b c squared over four a. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, what did you guys think of this movie? I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I was. It was definitely immersive. Based on my letterboxed review, uh, I thought it was very immersive. I very much cared for the mission. I cared for the events going on. Um, yeah, just a. Uh, the the characters were a little two dimensional. It was like they were like dimensional enough, yeah. you know, just to keep everything interesting. Tom Hanks is the most you know gripping person. I wasn't I wasn't crazy about his personal life. I guess I don't know why, but I, I guess it wasn't <laughs> like uh, hitting the right uh, heartstring or whatever that he was like. Uh, yeah, his love interest I guess wasn't doing it for me. I mean, it was fine, but I I kind I would have been it would, I thought it would have been better if he was like you know a father and he was like he wanted to go see his children or some crap. I don't know. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> I was thinking like you're like I don't agree with his personal life. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with his personal life. <laughs> um yeah, it's like this is based on a true like a real person. Mm. Um basically if you guys if So you don't agree don't, with his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm just saying it, <clears throat> for any listeners out there that don't know what Greyhound's about, it's basically this uh this destroyer, this ship just uh ship destroyer captain uh, in World War Two, going across the ocean in the, like the early, it's like 1942, right? Yeah. The early uh, yeah. part of the war of American engagement in the uh, on the European front. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, he's uh, helping escort cargo and goods and everything from the U.S. to England, which was a very important part of the beginnings of the war to supply the U.K. Crossing um, the Atlantic. <laughs> wow, my voice is like really messed up today. I don't know why. It's really dry in here or something. You heat. It's not Rona. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he's this is his first time across the uh, across the Atlantic Ocean as a captain, and he makes some good decisions. He makes some bad decisions, yeah. and the whole movie is about an hour and a half long, and there's very barely any breathing room. Yeah, which I liked a lot because it's just like. War doesn't like stop for anybody. That's the perfect it, run time for that movie. Yeah, if it was any longer, it'd be like oh, too much. Yeah, but definitely. like, I was like really gripped throughout because it takes place over five days. Because basically, they have no air cover in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean for five days. Mm-hmm. Um, and these Nazi U-boats, uh, submarines are going after the uh, the the what's it called? The convoy, mm-hmm. basically. So, but yeah, Connery, what did you think? So. I could potentially nod along and say what I usually say about war movies and be like, they're not my jam. And I, it was fine, but I won't lie to you guys. And I'll tell you this. I was not able to access Apple TV plus whatever, because <laughs> I tried so many times. I even did what Tyler said to like, just use your laptop, just watch on your laptop. And I was like, all right, fine. And I wouldn't try put in my card information and it wouldn't even, it was like, no, we don't accept that card here. I'm like, well, that's the only card I have. So I don't the know what hell? to tell you, you stupid thing. So I was not able to watch this movie. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I like your alibi, Connery. 
<laughs> yeah, I just did it. Look, I tried. It. I have proof that I tried. Here's my card info. <laughs> my but card uh, info. yes, I don't have to watch this movie. <laughs> no, I, I really, really did try, and I was really disappointed that I couldn't watch it. But did watch. I did do my the other half of my homework, teacher. So don't worry. <laughs> yeah, no worries. <laughs> I have to give you a little bit of crap. That's so weird. I, that I know. I, I figured I, I, I get something. <laughs> so much to do. <laughs> yeah, I thought you I was disappointed. As as uh, <laughs> on the uh, future potential fathers podcast, Jacob's disappointed <laughs> that you didn't watch the dad movie. Either give all your effort or none. Oh no! <laughs> oh, Jacob. Yeah, I was gonna say like, oh yeah, if you had like a kid and said that he wanted to go back to just trying to get back to, um, I'm not opposed to that at all. If they like, change that, like if it's like a true character. Uh, or a, a real person that the character's based on. Like, I don't mind if they change stuff t- too much like that. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't have minded that. Uh, I, I like the economy of just setting up that, like, he has mm-hmm. a, like, not even fiancé, but it's just basically, I don't know, there's, like, a, there was just enough for me there. Yeah. But, like, it was weird, like, going through this whole movie. Like, I'm not a screenwriter at all, and, like, I know you guys both are. Um, and I was, just, like, a, a fluctuated... Watching this, I know Connor, you didn't see it, but no. I, I know you didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was like fluctuating throughout this whole script. That was just like, hmm, like I feel like this movie could be kind of be nominated for best screenplay. And then Ooh. other times, I'm like, this is all just like boat lingo. The whole movie <laughs> is boat lingo, and it's yeah. like hard to follow along if I didn't like watch so many. World War Two movies or mm. play so many World War Two video games and stuff like all that stuff has helped me understand these things. Yeah, I mean, but it's very action based story. Like mm-hmm. that's why it's fine that the characters are like as dimensional as they are because it's I didn't understand all of his all of the boat stuff too. Like the guy on the radar, he's like saying all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, so is there something bad? And then I see all of them getting more worried, and I'm like, oh, okay, so he's actually doing something really important. <laughs> so it's all yeah. it's it does well, and like you can tell. You know, like from context, like what's going on, which I think it does really well in contextually expressing everything. Yeah, and I think it actually it looks really good for like the budget was like forty to fifty million dollars. It's beautiful. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I bought all of it, and it's like I'm sure they shot it all on on a set, like on a mm-hmm. soundstage. Mm-hmm. You know, I doubt they even went into like the ocean because it's just like that's not practical when you can just replicate it all, but it all looked real. Like going from inside the, uh, inside the, uh, what's it called? I don't know where the captain is in the boat, the The main area to outside (laughs) and like all that seamless. Like it just feels real. And listening to, uh, Tom Hanks is actually on the the Conan's, uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast recently. And he's saying like the inside of the set, like, you know, they didn't have the budget. It should have been like stainless. It should have been like steel or whatever, but it was just, plywood and there was like water leaking on him and stuff Uh, that makes sense (laughs) but but i bought all of it you know like it was it was really like i love a movie that's like economical with its budget Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and you can actually tell and like i know that's like pretty that's kind of like insidery and probably sounds annoying (laughs) to some people but i it's just like an extra bonus to me it's just like wow this actually like looks really good because there's a lot of movies that cost like 200 million dollars that like the cg is still just bad Oh, of course. Yeah, this this CG is so. definitely like pristine. Like it was so wonderful to look at. It was it was appealing. I bet. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll, I bet you did bet, Connery. 
like, hmm, I bet, I bet ten dollars that they're not gonna call me on my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said I could have. I could have totally just been like, oh, I thought it was okay, and then like let you guys talk about it the entire time. But I didn't. I messed up. Yeah, hey, what was your favorite? What was your favorite part, Connery? Uh, my favorite part of. <laughs> I probably also would be as I I really like the scene where the U boat showed up and they had a fight. <laughs> that part was that pretty part cool. Was cool. <laughs> yeah, see, so you just believe me. You're pretty safe. You got it. The the uh, boat fighting was really bad. Was really uh, badass. I thought. Yeah, and I like uh, I, guess... I like the part where right before he died, he called his wife and child and said, "I never loved you." <laughs> 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 that would not make it a dad movie. Not a dad that, it would make it an anti-dad film. Yeah, but yeah, Connery. I, I, if you if you don't end up seeing it, that's understandable. I I, I do honestly feel this. Uh, you would get bored from this movie. There isn't enough uh, political backstabbing going on that you can enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the problem with all these streaming platforms. Is like Apple TV Plus is like so new comparatively. Mm-hmm. That it's like people are still signing up. Like they don't have a lot of content yet. Yeah. Um, like after this, I started watching like the Beastie Boys documentary that Spike Jones did. I saw that did, too. But it was great. Oh yeah, I only got like thirty minutes in because I realized they were like doing a presentation like at the Vista Theater or whatever. Oh, you weren't like, feeling oh, that? Like, not really. But mm. I also don't know that much about the Beastie Boys. It's like I need to give it a shot again. But yeah. they just don't have a lot to pick from right now. Oh yeah, definitely. So. I know Tom Hanks was really like, honestly, like very upset that this didn't get a theatrical release. Yeah, I read yeah. an interview I, where he seemed just bummed about that. Yeah, yeah. I really wish I got to see this in theaters because, like, I love this kind of movie. It's like kind of Mad Max Fury Road for me, where it just mm-hmm. never stops. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have it's been just like, amazing to see this in theaters, maybe even IMAX. Like, if the world was good yeah. again, I would have been down for <laughs> us all to go to the AMC at City Walk and go see this movie. That would have been amazing. That yeah, that'd be great. I've had yeah every movie I've seen there in IMAX I've had like, yeah. a good experience with, mm-hmm. but um yeah I don't remember what I was gonna say. But Talk about old guard. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my transitional old guard. No, uh, <laughs> just uh no, I, I it really just plays into everything like things I really like about movies. Like it's very visual. Mm-hmm. There is dialogue, but it's like dialogue you don't really need to worry about. There's not a lot of character development. Like I do love a lot of character development sometimes, but it just depends on the movie. And this is the kind of movie where I'm like, yeah, I don't need it. It's just like very stripped down. Yeah. So that I know like people have complained that there's like very like thinly written characters in Greyhound, but like that's I totally understand that complaint. But it is what it, it is. It was just up my alley. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, but speaking of uh, baklava. <laughs> You know who loves baklava? Charlize <laughs> Theron and Old Guard. <laughs> Tasty. She's a wine connoisseur of baklava. Or a salmonier of baklava. <laughs> She's the Paul Giamatti of pa- baklava. <laughs> so baklava is that treat she ate, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, okay. like the little treat thing, yeah. That's what that was. Look good. Yeah, Tasty. Alright, It's like so, Stanley in the office where he says, I don't, I don't eat cake now. All I like now is baklava. <laughs> yeah, it was basically Stanley in the office on Pretzel Day. Mm. <laughs> it's Pretzel Day. Charlie Stern just really was so excited for baklava. <laughs> but yes, this is Old Guard, which just came out on Netflix. Um, 
Sharpen your axe, hit yourself in the head, and come back to life because it's time for old guard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh my god! All I want to talk about is those like musical interludes thing of like it's time to fight again with your friends, and I'm like, I love musical theater, but I learned that I hate shit like this in like action movies. Soundtrack was whack. It was I'll, dumb. I was I'll like, let this you guys sucks. take over. I'll let you guys take over more on this, especially since you saw this one, Connery. <laughs> I'm assuming. I did, I did, I swear to God. But uh, I'll just preface it with, it's directed by uh, Gina Prince-Blythe. Oh my God. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> Remix. We're keeping Keep it all in. in. Uh, yeah, this is directed by Gina Prince-Blythewood, yeah. who did Love and Basketball, The Secret Life of Bees, Beyond the Lights, uh, none of which I've seen and I do need to see. I heard Love and Basketball in particular is very good. Grayson yeah. loves the secret life of bees. Yeah, both of those movies right here, they do they've done a lot. Like they're loved, beloved from all. That's great, and I am behind and need to watch those. I haven't <laughs> seen them either, so don't worry about it. <laughs> oh god. Um uh, but yeah, the old guard. <clears throat> it's kinda like her first movie that's like an action hmm. uh graphic novel movie. It's like almost it's almost like a superhero type movie. But yeah. yes, it's based it's on. It's written by the same guy who did the graphic novel. Yeah, yeah, Greg Rucka. Exactly, yeah, I Greg like Rucka. Guy. So, without further ado, I'll let you guys take over because I think you guys know Greg Rucka a lot more than I do. Did he also do Whiteout, Jacob? Do you remember that? I feel like he's done, he did Whiteout. Whiteout. That's the one with she's in Antarctica fighting a monster, right? Yeah, I, I, I think. But he did do Black Magic, the mo- the comic right. about the witch cop. I really liked that one. I hope it continues. Mm. And then yeah, he. I think he actually got greenlit for a volume three. Oh, good. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. that. And then he did some Wonder Woman. I think I read some right. of that, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he apparently was really good. Apparently, he did some Wolverine, which also plays into the old guard. Hey, yes, hey, very much. <laughs> Probably what inspired him for the old guard. Mm. Yeah, one or the other. Uh, but yeah, Connery. I mean, uh, I think I. What is this movie? This movie is about these immortal <laughs> warriors. They know more ways to kill than entire armies will ever learn. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're really badass. I love the cast. Um, yeah, probably the best part of the movie. But yeah, I would say so too. Yeah, Connor, I did understand your grief of uh, like how you thought it was like okay, because I was, I think, uh, unfortunately, I think my expectations were too high, and uh, I still enjoyed it, but like I, I did feel like it dragged a few a few times in the movie, and I'm really disappointed I didn't see more axe action because that scene I know, was right? amazing. She's carrying around an axe and she uses it once. Yeah, like some action. Exactly. <laughs> I needed more action. <laughs> there's a just really force it in there. There's a moment in this where the the two men who are like in a couple together, they one of them talks about like how he's his soulmate and they have like killed each other a hundred times over and then like fallen in love over like this immortal lifetime they've had together. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, How come I'm not watching this movie? Mm. I yeah. would infinitely watch that movie over this what whatever is happening here any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, there's already, like, nuggets of character development right there that they only, like, glance at. 
Yeah, it's like that sounded nice, and I'm like, no, 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 let's let's go back to let's stop this rewind time and just give me this like broke back mountain meets like <laughs> time travel and in- insanity meets the crusades <laughs> meets the crusades. Yeah, that sounds like awesome, and then yeah. like going forward in time with these men hating each other and then falling in love with each other. That sounds like good shit. Why can't I quit you? <laughs> Why can't I quit you? <laughs> Exactly. Ting, ting, ting. Down, 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 down. <laughs> back Mountain rules. What? But, yeah. You gotta see it. Def. Most def. But yeah, I don't know. Like, so I, <laughs> Most I def think also I'd, rules. I think I'd give it like two and a half stars. I just, I didn't think the bad guy was that creative. I, I always get really apprehensive when like the villain is somebody who's like, oh, I'm gonna use them, use the immortal people to like figure out how everyone can live forever. I'm like, okay, and then what he has at his disposal is just an army of goons for mm-hmm. them to just easily take mow down. And I'm yeah. like, and he's he's not even like creative, or he doesn't even like bring some weapon or something in that's gonna be like, hey, surprise! Like I figured out what makes you tick, and it's scary. And they're like, oh no, it's literally just, it's Dursley from Harry Potter, and yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? And he's just like a little Oh, it is. Punk. Is that him? Yeah. yeah Dudley, right? What the right? hell? Yeah, Dudley. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Dudley was they, once they again a little bitch. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> he has like moments of like, ooh, he could be scary maybe in like a weird looking pervert kind of way. but Not generic. He, he, no, he just gets taken down. It's, it's yeah. so, so easy. And Jacob, I've had this conversation with, I think you and Tyler multiple times. When a hero is immortal and although charlie's their own spoilers loses her immortality yeah i never felt scared for them because i'm like they can't die like why am i scared why should i give a shit like they're just immortal superheroes like they can't die there's no risk i think my thing with movies about invincible characters like yeah you don't feel any stakes because they're invisible and the wolverine the one where he goes to japan they kind of try to Mm -hmm. play give him some stakes which i give it credit for Mm -hmm. Yes, but for me, if you're gonna give me an invincible uh, character in an action movie, then give me some scenes that I could have fun watching them fight in. Like that's why I like Deadpool. That's why I like all the Wolverine movies. Even why I kind of mm-hmm. enjoy the parts in X Men Origins Wolverine because he's invincible yeah. and he's doing all this cool stuff that he can only do because he's invincible. And so with this movie. Same with Man of Steel, with Superman. He, he has the same problem. He's invincible, and you got to try and give mm-hmm. him stakes. That's why I like Man of Steel, because he does all this cool Superman stuff that I've always wanted to see in a movie. And so that's why with this movie, if they're not gonna, if they weren't going to go with the character stuff, which is something an immortal movie should always try to go for, then exactly. give like me the action. You know what I mean? Yeah, if they're immortal yeah. and they can't die and the risk isn't in the physical world we need to go after like the medical or like the not the medical the mental emotional mm-hmm. or the moral danger yeah. where it kind of moves beyond like i can't hurt your body but i can hurt everyone else around you mm-hmm. i can i can like make your life a living hell with your brain like yep. I literally thought at one point the guy was gonna like shoot a nail gun in one of their heads and their brain just couldn't regenerate around it and then it just them just like got ya. Yeah, like that one girl that who's like at the bottom of the river that ends up coming back. Mm-hmm. I totally knew that yeah. was gonna happen. <laughs> I know, right? I thought it was gonna be like a twist in this movie and she was gonna be the bad guy, but I'm like, of course yeah. she's sequel material, like ugh. Yeah. 
Yeah, they definitely set it up for a sequel that may or may not happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. I'm down. For I, I basically have all this. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like for, for it to like bump up in quality and just yeah. be a little cool. I'm interested to see what she would do if she's a villain or just like, I found out why we're really immortal and we got to figure it out together. Stakes. <laughs> Stakes. I basically have all the same complaints as you guys. Like that was going to be my main complaint, and I know that's my personal bias in terms of the kind of stories I like. Mm-hmm. But that's honestly like I really like the character of Wolverine, and I I haven't read any of those comics really. But I, so I guess I just really like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I like his emotional like arc throughout all the movies, yeah. whether that's like fully developed or not. Um, but he's really got my least favorite powers probably because like especially something like the wolverine yeah uh like in the logan at least he's older and like he can actually get kind of hurt but like mm-hmm. something like the wolverine it's the same thing with this movie where it's just like he doesn't even need to really be good at fighting because he can just get stabbed a bunch and then like mm-hmm. be fine which he pretty much and... does with that one samurai guy <laughs> right <laughs> like and that's the... how i huh i would say with the we've talked about this before but for just for the sake of the podcast we talk about how the silver silver samurai whatever his actual villain name is when he gets like the big mech suit my money was on he'd crack wolverine's invulnerability and they're gonna have some kind of like immortal like a samurai feudal japan like duel through like a japanese garden which had been like amazing and awesome yep but with like logan with his claws and this other guy and like the japanese guy with like a katana just like going to town on each other would have been awesome yeah like in the movie Predators. Like in the movie Predators <laughs> exactly. that I've never seen, but I guess happens. So that, sure. part's, that part's kind of cool. There you go. Random, but um, pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I felt like the same way with the action here. It's just like, it wasn't... A lot of the fight scenes weren't incredibly interesting to me. And I feel like part of that is just like, well, you know, they can just keep getting hurt and it's fine. It's just like, what's the... It just feels like emotionally inert for me, where it's just like... Who cares? Like, you could just be really bad at, like, fighting and just, you'll just regenerate. Like, it's just kind of <laughs> boring like, to me. You don't have to learn how to do anything. Right. You can just, like, walk around and, like, slap people a bunch. And, like, you'll <laughs> eventually kill them by just slapping them in the face, like, <laughs> 10,000 times. I would like to see that happen. Like, literally the hand on, the skin on your hand erodes away. It's just bone slapping them across the face eventually at some point. There's that movie that we saw. <laughs> this, like, YouTube video in, in, um. 299 with the getting killed by a spoon <laughs> do you remember that tyler were you in that class uh was that with glenn zuckman no it was with a professor i prefer not to say the name of you guys probably know who i'm Ooh, talking about he should sh- uh, i think i know who you're talking yeah about. Him, he did fea 299 well yeah he showed the class oh <laughs> yeah him voldemort yeah voldemort. <laughs> he uh, showed this video of like <laughs> this nightmare of this guy and this crazy person's like hitting him with the spoon and eventually he dies from getting hit by the spoon like thousands of times i <laughs> don't remember that at all no, but that, was weird. that sounds like something i would be interested in in film school <laughs> yes very much so that's why i'm pretty sure i thought you saw it <laughs> hey my uh admissions video that i did to get into like the narrative there's like two different uh film tracks mm-hmm. at our school one was like film theory and screenwriting and i guess editing was there too for some reason yeah. mm-hmm. and then there's like the narrative track which is like cinematography and directing and the uh video submission and i did one is cooler than the other <laughs> yeah <laughs> the video submission <laughs> i did was uh i put a gopro on the uh 
top of like not the top of my car but like in front of my wheel and just videoed like just recorded me commuting which is like an hour commute to school oh tyler that's art and i just did all that and it showed me slowly going like crazy basically (laughs) and i i played it to a uh um oh my god why am i spacing on his name uh what's who's who's the guy who does all the david lynch music I don't know. Oh, no, I'm, I'm hearing like static and like whispers as like you lose your <laughs> yeah. shit. It was to a song from Lost Highway, and I just like played that, and it sped up really fast and then slowed down to me like falling on my bed and everything. And basically, my my you're supposed to say like why you really like the school, and you're supposed to make a movie about it, and like why you think you should get in the narrative track. And mine was just that I was going crazy from commuting for like two and a half years. <laughs> I love commute. Do you still have this video? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It, it, I gotta oh, watch nice. it. What's it called? Okay, Angelo Badalamente. There we Angelo go. Angelo Badalamente. Is that what it's called? No, oh. that's what who the <laughs> composer's name is. Yeah, I just named it something really like random. I, mean, I was like, that's more art, Charlie. Right? You did it. <laughs> it's just the most annoyingly artsy <laughs> film school person. It got you in, right? Yeah. No. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I just juke the system and like talk to the teachers and I was yeah. like, hey, I really like these class. I would really like to learn cinematography. And then they like let me take the classes. Nice. So. Well, you got your hey, charisma. If you have a California state uh, education, like you're going to a Cal State school, find other ways to get your money's worth. Um, <laughs> yeah. Most of the time they'll give it to you. The teachers are in on it. They're the insiders. They're there they're, they're to help us. They know yes, that they, they know the system's fucked. <laughs> I would say seventy percent of the time it works. Yeah. They know that one of the teachers stole all of the money from Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> yep. There's always one. There's. Always... <laughs> I did. Um, I remember doing what I could to get into like the intro to cinematography, but uh, I was put on the waiting list, and I just figured, nah, let's have somebody who actually needs that class get in that class. I'm good. Mm. And with that sacrifice, I am now a cameraman. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, do you guys have anything else to say about the old guard? Uh, I liked the guy, uh, Marwa, I forget his name, but he played Jafar in the Aladdin remake. Yeah. I liked him a lot. He was great. Oh. I was happy yeah, to see good. him. Marwan Kanzari. Yeah. Mm. I'm glad he's not playing another villain because a lot of times these Disney live yeah. action villains show up and then they just keep playing villains. I'm glad this guy like <laughs> is another type of person. Yeah. But, but... I don't know. Old, old Guard's fine. I mean, yeah. it feels like it feels like a Netflix TV movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get what you pay for. Yeah. And uh, by uh, Charlize Theron, Kiki Lane, Queens. <laughs> yeah, sure. Charlize Theron's fine in this. Uh, I always, I always like seeing Chiel for in movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm a big fan of him, but he doesn't have much to do in this movie. But I'm like, yeah, hey, it's him. It's kind of a waste of him, but it's so nice to see him. But yeah. you know what I do like about the movie is I do love its message of like ripple effect. Like how Charlize mm. Theron's character is like, God, it's pointless. We're not doing crap. The world's getting worse. And then she would tell a Geoforce character, which I'm glad he's I'm glad this is a character a character that only he could pull off because I feel like anybody else would make this guy seem corny. He's like, look at look at all these people <laughs> you guys saved. This person ends up creating this uh, this cure. This person ends up building this and saving all these people. This person, you guys are saving lives. Generations later, we're reaping the benefits. I really thought that was nice. 
Oh, I thought there was some kind of magical power connection. Like they knew who they were supposed to save through magic or something. I'm, I'm glad it's just circumstance. It was just their blind fight for doing what's right that led to saving all these random people that would do great things in the future. I thought that was that was nice. Are you playing a David Lynch soundtrack right now, Tyler? <laughs> no, I think no. Is that Jacob? It's the TV <laughs> in the like next a... room. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I heard something like, "Is David Lynch in your room?" Jared's watching Anthony Bourdain. No reservations in the front room. Oh, oh, man. I was. What was I gonna say? I was gonna say it's one a more thing about the old oldest guard. Um. Oh well, mor- moratorium on soft lyrical songs that turn into heavy rock rap songs just no more of those in action movies it's awful <laughs> they just ruin it <laughs> i like some i like some of the music in this some of it i'm like eh and then other parts i liked look the first time they go they do that i'm like okay that's fine it's kind of fun it's a weird choice but whatever and it's fun yeah and the second Sometimes time they're like much. oh they're doing it again and the third time they do it, like, this, you've gone too far yeah, they should have spaced it out more. The one song that I liked that they played was a Frank Ocean song, and they don't even play all of it. Oh. Pity. <laughs> Pity. But what's Frank that sound? Frank Ocean. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> hold dun, on. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> you want hold me to the drums. the crack in? I was just going to say two last things. Okay, three last things <laughs> about the old guard. One. Uh, it's the... Like first big budget action movie directed by a black woman, which you would think would like have happened by now, but you know, like there's just a bunch of some bullshit. Yeah, exactly. But you know, that's noteworthy in itself. Mm. And I hear all of her other movies, uh, Gina Prince by the Woods, like movies are like really interesting, so I need to check them out. So I'll I'll get back to you, podcast listeners, when I watch one of her movies. So will I. Um. Yeah, that sounds fun. (laughs) Jacob, yeah, email us. <laughs> hey, Jacob, how come you never signed us up for spam? I know you're listening. <laughs> because I don't. I want to remain as unpredictable as I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a true agent of chaos. Oh, no, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> we can't keep riffing on the Joker every yes, we episode. <laughs> We're going to do it in 2025, dang it. <laughs> Second thing to note, um, there is a legitimate like gay romance in this movie, mm-hmm. yes. and it's like a graphic novel, comic book, superheroish movie. Wikipedia lists it as a superhero film, and that's you know just the fact that they like um, make a point of it mm-hmm. in this movie. I thought was mm-hmm. nice, and it has a lot up on something like Avengers Endgame, which is just like, oh, we recognize that. A random character is gay. The first gay character, the first exclusively gay moment in Marvel movies, you know, and I, that's just one example. Like this, it's like a lot of problems with. That's what I'm kind of excited to get with movies like this, where it's just it's just a matter of fact thing, where it's exactly. like, yeah, they're gay and they love each other. Move on, yeah. they're people. Let's yeah, go. You don't it's need to like, yeah, yeah. Make I don't have mo- to like look up on comic book cbr whatever and yeah. like do you see those two characters in the background they're kissing that's the gay moment that's what you got like i'm just gonna call it out rise of skywalker yeah. and beauty and the Be- uh, beauty and the beast remake yeah. they mm-hmm. both have exclusively gay moments it's just like none of the characters that they queer. it's just like two people in the background they promote it the, as this momentous thing and we're just like yeah. no <laughs> yeah. Uh, Us three straight men are, are like, nah. 
<laughs> Two of which are white. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm Mexican. <laughs> Diversity. Diversity. We're th- uh, three woke three woke daddies is the name of our podcast. Three woke potential daddies. <laughs> three, three potentially woke daddies. Three potentially woke daddies. What was the second point this you just horrible. made? I was going to expand on it. Hold on. What was I going to say? Uh, what point I made? The I second know. point you made about the gayness. Oh, right. I am tickled by knowing that there were some homophobic macho guys who were going to put this movie on, and then like their minds being blown that the two badass warriors are like in a relationship with gay men. I would have loved to mm-hmm. see them just like break. <laughs> yeah, that's always good. Revenge on the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In uh, my third note... I was just going to say, before we get to your favorite movie, Connery. <laughs> it's not my favorite movie, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've learned over time that saying something is someone's favorite movie or anything is like just upsets everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I should honestly do it a lot less. I feel like everyone you do that to, like, will deny it and be like, your favorite movie? Like, well, I mean, it's not my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, they're just, I don't know. I find it funny in a little way because people, like, are, are automatically really defensive. I'm just like, yeah. who cares? Like, just chill out for a second. Connery spitting. Chill out, Connery. <laughs> Connery spit all over the microphone. Stupid Like idiot. Jonathan Groff in Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Spittle drip down my chin onto my gown. Made his lips look more luscious. <laughs> the third thing I was going to say about the old guard, now that I know that's little Dudley Dursley, mm. is if only Vernon gave him two more presents, he never would have become a bad man. <laughs> 36, 36! Well, as potential dads, we'll keep that in mind in the future. Spoil Give your child children. 38 presents every yes. birthday. Spoil the shit out of your kids or else they'll become evil. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've peace. seen that. And we've seen that in today's modern culture. When a child is spoiled and given everything they wanted and power and money, mm-hmm. they become a perfectly well-adjusted person. <laughs> they become the president. Oh, yeah. And they're fine. They're totally That's my intense political take. <laughs> political takes on the podcast. But hey, speaking of politics, you know who mm-hmm. loves politics? The East India Trading Company <laughs> in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's they Chest. Real, real quick, we mentioned Wolverine. Uh, happy uh, 20th anniversary to the X-Men franchise. X-Men, the first X-Men uh, came out this day. Uh, the yay. recording date, July 14th. All right, yeah, wow. East India Trading Company. <laughs> Let us congratulate and celebrate X-Men while absolutely uh, denying Brian Singer of anything that he's ever made because he's a big scumbag. Yeah, fuck that guy. The rest of the crew made those movies amazing. Yes, they did. And sorry, Jacob, that I at some point destroyed your view on X-Men. Oh, hell no. I know you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, told you, I told you they were bad, which I don't even think anymore. And I disagree. But, <laughs> but I think those movies deserve... We may talk about them at some point. But I don't That's know, because Brian Singer is a fucking awful person. We can talk about him. We can say he's a piece of shit. He didn't make the characters. Could be a disclaimer. Yeah, that's true. He didn't write them. No. He just was sitting in the director's chair shouting at people and being a creep. 
he didn't even want to do them at first. Like, he didn't want to do, like, oh, X-Men is a dumb superhero movie, but then he realized that, like, they work as a metaphor. But anyways, I feel like it destroyed my transition. I did. You're it's welcome. Raining. It's raining on tea It's cups. raining. It's really dreary. The clouds are dark. The music is ominous. It's going to be a dark one, kids. Elizabeth. <laughs> Muffled Kissed by a Rose plays in the background. <laughs> on repeat. And they keep skipping over and over again. It's a kiss, but. Kiss, but. From Tyler Dennering's favorite movie, Blade Runner 2049. The I wish Kiss by a Rose was in that song. That would be dope. <laughs> It's just instead of a hologram Elvis, it's hologram Seal, seal. in Vegas. I would <laughs> love a kiss that. Kiss by, kiss <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Elizabeth is in her wedding gown, and things aren't going very poorly. Soldiers have arrested Will on this their wedding day. We meet the big new bad guy, Lord Beckett, who is he's not intimidating snide. at all to me. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a snide son of a bitch, and I have in my notes. I like him already. I like when he gives out the warrant, and he says, "Like here's a warrant for Will's arrest." And then the dad's er, Elizabeth's dad says, "Like this is a warrant for Elizabeth." He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, wrong one." <laughs> here's his warrant. I'm gonna arrest her too. <laughs> he says something like, "Oh, how inconvenient." Oh I know. I'm like this guy. I like already. This is my kind of bad guy. <laughs> yeah, that part was actually pretty funny. I wish they played him up even more i think he's consistently menacing throughout this movie (laughs) as like just a a creepy little dude who just like i guess that's the thing i don't i don't feel uh i'm just annoyed by him like man dude you're really good at being annoying i don't really see him as like this menacing (laughs) villain (laughs) he's just smart he's creepy and cunning and he's like i'll sit behind my desk and you'll all do it for me go get me the compass Get me the compass, yes. Get me the compass to get me the heart to get me the weird envelope that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> so it is a picture of the key. <laughs> it's a picture of the key. Oh my god, there's so many times in this movie that they just like totally overplay Jack's dialogue where it's just like, oh yeah, you know that witty thing he does in the movie that he in did the first like movie? Well, one and a half times, so he's gonna do it like we're three do it more 10, times. 10,000 percent in this movie. 10,000 percent. Okay, let's get first impressions. Let's get first impressions before like we go into the movie. Sure. Uh, I guess I'll start because I'll probably be the bummer, but like I just <laughs> no, I don't think you will. At least watching this, I think well, I'll enjoy it more talking about it right now. But I really mm. did not enjoy this movie. <laughs> and y'all know if you listened to the last episode, I love Curse, Curse of the Black Pearl so much. Yeah. Like it's so fun. It's really iconic. It is. Um, and this just does everything. It's like the worst example of like a sequel high budget sequel that could happen it's like hey let's just amp everything up from the first movie let's just like take it another few steps up and everything's just like way more amped up you know like jacks is just really loony and like yeah, will Steve has a bigger stick up his ass <laughs> yeah there's just a lot that I'll, I'll be able to describe better as we get through it but jacob what did you think uh you know what? i love curse of the black pearl i always have and then I was really impressed. I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was really impressed by it. Just freaking Davy Jones and his crew are the best part of this movie to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely. Uh, I I used to really really like it. It used to really be my favorite. But like in these 
recently in seeing this movie, especially after this after this recent rewatch, I'm watching it and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Same. It's like I like the action. I love yeah, the action's fun. Uh like, there's some cool character moments. But like yeah, there's even a stakes problem with this movie. Like I feel like nobody's really taking yeah. anything seriously, so it's like what do I take seriously? And then mm. freaking Jack dies and that's still like nobody really's taking that seriously and I'm like did he die? <laughs> yeah, did he though? So cool. <laughs> it was because the end of the movie, they're like, "We're gonna go get Jack yeah, from like, hell," and I'm like, "Okay." I definitely, <laughs> I definitely wrote down cartoony bullshit several times in my notes. <laughs> yeah. And I, and y'all know if you've been listening to this like podcast, like the, like that, I love cartoony bullshit, but yeah. I still think it needs to be motivated. Yes. It needs to make sense in a certain tone, <clears throat> exactly. But I also just realized that I totally ruined the perfect segue for this. Mm. Because I think that bootstrap Bill Turner is also part of the old guard. Uh, there you go. No, nothing. <laughs> okay, sorry. <Yeah. laughs> he just gets dragged underwater from the by uh, right, Barbosa right, forever. Right, right. Yeah, it's funny. I'm laughing. <laughs> Look, oh see, Look, I'm laughing. <laughs> just delete. <laughs> just delete all my audio from this episode. Just me and Connery. You sound like even more of a madman, Connery. You're just laughing to <laughs> just, nothing. Just me and Connery talking to our shared imaginary friend. People would believe it. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't exist. The shared madness. I will become Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> much, yeah, much like Doc Brown doesn't actually exist. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, what about you, Connery? Are we going to ask my, my opinion of Do it? Do it. I have, I have thoughts it. in that, first off, it is a slog. I got bored several times. Mm-hmm. I thought you said you loved it. You told me off air that you loved it. And I'll tell you why movie. I love it because monsters, monsters, monsters. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they are the best part of this movie. <laughs> yeah. The CG does look really good for mm-hmm. 2005. And the monsters are for every single member of that crew. It's They all look so stupid cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both look stupid and cool. Like uh, yeah. the hammerhead shark man. He's, he and he has like an eye, cool. right? He, eyes are than eyes on like the side of his head. He has too. four eyes. For he has reason. four it's separate awesome. eyes. You know what'd be even greater is if, like, on the actual hammerhead shark eyes, he had some like really stupid glasses. <laughs> <laughs> like he had a monocle on one. Yeah, like it's just extra. It's like a hat on a hat on a hat. Much like the uh, pirate animatronic in the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Who's wearing a hat on 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 a hat. Where? In the burning, the burning city, the burning part, which is like Tortuga. Yeah, I gotta look for him. He's quite the he's quite the haberdasher, quite the hatman. Um, on board the Pearl Gibbs is getting wasted. We come across a horrible hell prison. All the oh. bodies are going yeah. are being thrown into the ocean via coffins. That prison is very Mordor chic. Like it's <laughs> it's very uh Azkabani. <laughs> yeah, I was terrified. I was like, are are we going in there? Shit, this place is terrifying. Yeah, we do never go in there, but we do see like a guy's eye get plucked mm. out. I'm like, wow, raven. this is a Disney movie. <laughs> graphic I'm like jesus like he lost the will to even push that thing away with his old man hands mm-hmm. eating his eyeballs 
But yeah, um, Jack escapes from one of these coffins, and he uses a skeleton leg to paddle onto the pearl. He comes Honestly, I think this is like a pretty weak <laughs> intro of like a it beloved is. character. It's like he has mm. burst forth from the grave of where he should have been laid to rest, and he's back but for more. He just like comes out and it's just like, okay, it's raining. Like <laughs> I'm just imagining seeing this in theaters, like I, yeah. I did way back when. I don't remember what happened, but it's just like this doesn't feel like a huge clap moment, like it should. Like this is Jack Sparrow. This is like the biggest character of anything <laughs> in Pirates of the Caribbean. We all love this character from the first movie, and he just comes out of the coffin. And it's probably just like a smattering of of applause kind of thing. It's like, oh, we know that guy, but like. It doesn't have the effectiveness of like no. his first intro in in the first movie. Like if we rewatch Pirates one, like at like a revival, like at the New Beverly or something like that, <laughs> I feel like everyone would just be like, "Yeah, yeah, whoa!" Totally. Like him just like slowly, his boat slowly sinking. Mm, that's iconic. Absolutely. Uh, Jack comes out of the prison with a piece of paper. His crew wants something a bit more shiny, but Jack's like, "Oh no, it's worth it. This is a drawing of a key," and. He's like, and the key opens a treasure box. And what's in a treasure box? And everyone's like, treasure! <laughs> and he's they like, all... no, I'm going to throw you off again. He's the opposite of, like, a good improv person. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how to yes and at all. It's no, no also. You're not making any sense at all. <laughs> it, the scene goes on for, like, five minutes too long. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then we learn that Jack's <clears throat> compass that points to whatever his heart desires is acting really wonky because he's not sure what he wants. Ooh. Somebody's gonna have a character arc, kind of, maybe-ish. <laughs> Not really. Ideally, he shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of an agent of chaos, and he should be kept that yeah, way. Yeah, he's a chaotic neutral. He's a, yeah. a jester, if you will. <laughs> sometimes he's chaotic good. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> he's a jester. At Port Royal, Will is recruited by Beckett to deal with Jack. Beckett wants Jack's, Jack to become a privateer, and he also wants Jack's magic compass. So a little, little bit of a twofer. He's like, either Jack rolls up under me, or you kill him and you bring the compass to me. Either way. Bargain. Ooh, I, I did. Sorry, what, Jacob? Do you want me to bring him at the point of a sword? Bargain. Bargain. <laughs> I did like the set for Beckett's office a lot. I thought it looked mm. really cool. And uh, whatever yeah. <laughs> grievances I have with the plot and characters of this movie, I still think the production design's really good. Oh, yeah. Like, the cinematography's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. It's it's not... I don't like it as much as the first movie, but it's just a totally different style. It's much more colorful in this. But, yeah, yeah the production That's design really and costumes like. are really cool. Yeah. yeah. So, back on the Pearl, Jack is having more difficulty with his compass. He has a hard time figuring out where to go. Um, he's below deck, and he goes <laughs> for a drink. He's having trouble with his compass. His compass. Yeah, I know. I'm like, this is the whole thing. is just a theme for erectile dysfunction. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's out of room, so he goes downstairs uh, to like the lower decks of the ship. And who's waiting there? No one else but a slimy, drowned bootstrap Bill who tells Jack that his time's up. And that Davy Jones has come to collect his soul. Yeah. You guys, any comments there? Whoa, water. <laughs> he's got to. He's got to keep the Rubik's cube from uh, Davy Jones. Right. The uh, what's it called? The Tesseract. The Tesseract. <laughs> <laughs> he's like in his in his chest. Davy Jones has the Tesseract. <laughs> 
and we needed to stop Loki and <laughs> the Shatari. Kingdom Hearts bullshit. Oh god, no. <laughs> Same actor. Oh, it is. I love Stellan Skarsgård. He takes every opportunity to be naked in a movie. <laughs> And that's always fun. In the director's cut of this movie, there's uh, the the sex scene between him and Jack. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's fine. Like, Chuck, it's been too long. And then they just undress, and then... He kisses them. It just goes Like, super cheesy, but... um, it's just cru- It just sounds crusty, that's all. I feel like it'd be like seaweed. Like, do you ever get that feeling, like when you when you go into the ocean, you have seaweed like stuck to your leg? Yeah, it feels like I'm being violated. Yeah, you <laughs> Tyler know, doesn't like that at all. <laughs> I didn't like it, and then I was gonna say, you know, Davy Jones is fucking around with that kraken, though. Oh yeah, Holy. definitely fuck buddies. <laughs> he goes, "Eat me, Mister Kraken. I'm in the. I'm immortal." <laughs> Everyone's a real sick fuck in this movie. I am the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> this is all disturbing. So Jack's freaking out at this point, and he wakes up everyone on the ship and says, we gotta run. Literally, Satan is chasing us. <laughs> Literally, Satan. So let's go to the racist uh, tribal island and waste freaking half an hour <laughs> <Yes>. here. <laughs> Yeah. Literal, literal E Satan. That's his name. And then, yes, that's right. Like, come on. Like, sorry, I'm jumping the gun a little bit. And I know oh, I say fine. jump the gun a lot. I'm old man in the gunning a little bit. You're potential dadding the gun. That is basically the next scene anyway. There's like Will looking for oh, Jack. Yeah. He's like doing the interview, like video game part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> video game part. Cause I remember... Huh? There's like Go a ahead. couple shots where he's like standing talking to them, and it straight up looks like a frame from a video game where he's standing there like a like a an <laughs> idle video slowly. game character, and like he yeah, activated the talk. Button. I should have dialogue <laughs> options. <laughs> he's breathing too much <laughs> in what like a, like a semi crouched position, where <laughs> <laughs> yeah. moving he's his arms crouching up, and, up down. and down while talking to someone. <laughs> I know, like a broken video game. You and in a video he presses, game. He says doubt. Doubt. <laughs> Don't believe you. Doubt. <laughs> Writes in his notepad. Yeah, uh, the racist yeah, island. Yeah, this island. This island sucks. It's like <laughs> it's like Cannibal Holocaust or some shit. And it's like I know that's the influence, and it's just like, come on, like, just can can you just done something else? Like all like I don't know if these actors are indigenous or not. Probably not. Uh, whether they are or not, it's still a terrible portrayal of Native Caribbean people, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, they're literally cannibals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're literally cannibals. Uh, while... And I know it's it's supposed to be heightened, you know? This whole movie is so heightened compared to the first movie, but I just feel like this is, like, a huge misstep because once you heighten an ethnicity of people or, like, a group of people, it's just like, uh, this is not this is not so good. <laughs> I don't know. Truth. While they're all at the, or they at least find the island, and Will is taken to see Jack, who's been made, of course, chief of this tribe of people. Um, Elizabeth is freed from prison by her dad. Oh, which Tyler is a callback from the first movie, which uh, Lily in the first episode said that she really liked that line. It's just like, and they made me their chief. 
and it's just like it's just like a funny like jack thing that's like if you don't think about it at all it's just like another funny jack line and it, like mm-hmm. and she and uh elizabeth falls into the water behind him it's like oh what if we uh what if we took that one minuscule line in the first movie and we made that a whole scene and then he is the chief of this like tribe and they're all cannibals and it's great and it's funny and it's a callback it's just like and they're it's like, Derek, like way, that's so good. <laughs> it's, it's way too much. It's way too much, uh, like, worked. Way too much rope to, like, dig it back to a callback. And Oh, yeah. That's terrible. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> that's terrible. Just, my God, so that scene the... is just too long. Yeah, she's freed by her dad, but is stopped by Mercer. Um, Elizabeth's dad is then arrested, but Elizabeth escapes. Elizabeth confronts Beckett, and it's all about some papers that I don't really understand what these papers are for or do. They're the pardons. They're going to pardon the the pardons. They're supposed to pardon Jack because he's supposed to be a privateer. And then, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth wants to use the papers instead Uh, for Will. Well, all that would take is another letter from Beckett saying, hey, void those pardons. I was (laughs) under duress when I sent those. Well, he doesn't, and so he, Norrington's <laughs> able to use them. So, <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, what was it? Yeah, um, I like this scene a lot also because Elizabeth's like, "Hey, if you're looking for the Aztec gold, you should." And he's like, "I'm not looking for Aztec gold. That's chump change. Like, I'm after the heart of the devil, baby." <laughs> and she's like, "What?" Yeah, she's like, what? And I'm like, that's sick as hell. We get told about the heart in the chest a billion times in this movie and explained to us a hundred times. Yeah, everything's a MacGuffin. Everything is... So many MacGuffins. Like, there's so much... So many MacGuffins. Mm. Yes, so many MacGuffins, so many MacGuffins. So many Mac Uh, and cheese ovens. Not enough (laughs) Macklemores. Thank you. Uh, Said no one ever. And unfortunately, (laughs) no more Mac Miller. Oh, all right. Jesus, Jacob, way to make it sad. R.I.P. Up all night. Oh yeah. Well, anyways, I'm listening to Mac Miller while my brother's watching Anthony Bourdain in the other room. <laughs> Anyone else you'd like to add? <laughs> I'm crying. Right R.I.P. Naya Rivera. Barbosa's two stooges, um, along with the 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 dog who has the key, come across the Black Pearl marooned on the Cannibal Island. And they plan on taking the pearl. Um, while this has been going on, um, Will was imprisoned in this little ball um, chamber that's suspended over a ravine mm-hmm. along yeah. with the rest of Jack's crew. And this there's another part... ball. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. And there's another ball with another half of Jack's <laughs> crew, and they're the bad crew, I guess. Yeah, they're the bad crew that happens to be Indian. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, this this scene reminds me a lot of King Kong, which came out the year before. Yes, uh, the whole I, I really like that sequence. Honestly, I, I like Peter Jackson's King Kong a lot, and I know some people think it's like too oh, long or just movie. like yeah, it's kind of lame. I don't know. I I feel like people have complaints about that movie, and like that's fine. I have complaints about other movies that people like a lot, but <laughs> I this scene reminds me a lot of uh, the part in King Kong when he is fighting, like he's trying to save. Uh... It's not Nicole Kidman. Oh my god, Naomi Watts. <laughs> it's uh. Naomi Watts, thank you. They're besties. Thank you, they are besties. Speaking of David Lynch, uh, Mulholland Drive. Mulholland Drive. (laughs) Laura Um, Dern. (laughs) Start naming. Kyle McLaughlin. (laughs) Dune. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, the scene in King Kong when the Kong himself is fighting the T-Rex to to fight to prevent it from eating Naomi Watts. They're all stuck mm. in the vines. And I thought that sequence is really cool in King Kong and dynamic. And this is, right. just feels like... So much of this movie feels like a carnival ride. Yeah. Did you guys ever play the King Kong video game? Yeah, I did. Right. I love yeah, that game. I had it for PS2, and I, I liked it a lot, too. Yeah. Like, I know it came out for 360 at the same time or whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that game was really good. And I love to revisit that at some point. It's too hard. I love using, like, the bone spears and just, like, throwing it. <laughs> it's so sick. That, yeah. yeah, it's really yeah. cool being on Skull Island. I got annoyed that that was practically the only weapon that I could use. <laughs> that was like my go-to thing as well i just like well i got the bone spear i'm really good with it let's go yeah, endless supply yeah. Of bone spear i would run out of ammo with the tommy gun like instantly like, yeah you get the tommy gun right oh my god oh good sidetrack you guys that, that was a nice little slice of memory right there you're welcome you're welcome let's go back but yeah i mean i'm i'm not too crazy about that scene that that's one of the dragging scenes to me when they're hanging mm. It's like, oh, okay, great. So now you guys are against each other, and that that one guard who's walking doesn't see you. Like, oh, come on. Hurry up. Mm-hmm. Hurry up and get to Davy yeah. Jones. <laughs> yeah, we can just fast forward through all this, basically. We're like, Jack is basically going to be eaten because the tribe says that, like, oh, hey, he's a god, and we're going to free him from his mortal body by eating him. And Jack makes his escape. Will... And uh, the good crew races the bad crew up the mountain, and the bad crew dies in a horrible mess. God. They hamster ball around. They eventually <laughs> escape the island. And then they go and try and eat the poor dog. Yeah, and I guess the dog dies. So well, No, no. Yeah. We'll get to the end. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, Spoilers. You know I, you're right. I'm sorry. But the dog runs away. I'll just say it now, but uh, in the mid credit scene... They're not like Jack Sparrow. We want you to join the Avengers instead. I remember. I remember specifically actually waiting for this mid-credit scene. I don't know when why. Sora, Donald and Goofy show up and they say, "We need you for Kingdom Hearts 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, just I. I don't know why I even waited for the mid-credit scene because this was before Marvel even. So I don't even know why I would wait. Why I would know about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Two years but before I made, Iron Man. Yeah, I made my parents wait or whatever, and then it was just the dog is, like, now the leader of all the cannibal people. It's like, oh, cool. Not only were they just, like, are they cannibal, like, poor representations of people, but now their leader's a dog. <laughs> Isn't that funny? In a sad it's upsetting way. in more ways yeah. than not in one, because it's like they've seen an animal before. Hey, sorry, if you don't like three woke potential daddies, <laughs> listen to a different podcast. Uh, this um, is such a white savior movie. <laughs> it really is. Is like, yeah. Sorry, I'm not going to debate that. <laughs> Jack really wants to avoid open water, so once on the pearl, he's like, "Oh, let's stick to the rivers. Um, let's just uh, let's go on along the shoreline." And Will's like, "What the hell is going on? Give me your compass. Elizabeth's in trouble. Don't you give a shit." And Jack's like, "No, I actually really don't." Um, but hey, guess what? We can help Elizabeth by finding the box that this key goes to. And Will's like, I don't know what you're planning, but okay, I'll help you because the movie demands it. Because plot. Because plot. <laughs> on, a, on a different ship, uh, the men say the ship is haunted by a lady because they find a dress and rip it apart. There's this line that I kind of laughed at where they're all tearing apart this dress and the captain goes up to them and says, they're like, hey, 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 stop fighting over it. You all have to wear it one at a, one at a time if you want to wear it so bad. 
Yeah, that's funny. And I was, I was like, hey, that's kind of funny. But, um, but it's just Elizabeth who's on this ship, and she's disguised as a man. And oh, she yeah. very much looks like a woman, so... <laughs> Looked, but pirates are stupid. She looks so like a ta- cute tomboy. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's definitely a woman. Like, if anybody <laughs> looked around, like, hey, you're a woman, right? And she'd be like, what? No, I'm I'm a man. I'm like, no, you're you're a lady. <laughs> but anywho's it? I have no comment. <laughs> you have no comment because she's definitely disguised as a man, but it's obvious. Yeah, it's just like both a weird trope yeah. in terms of like adventure things, and then also it's like. I don't know. It's just more weird. Like, mm. just the whole thing is just weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, oh, mid two thousands. Like, oh, isn't it funny that like they're saying like, oh, <laughs> when you get to wear the dress, it's like, yeah, that does work because it's like the sixteen hundreds. But it's like, mm. how much of that is from the mid two thousands though? <laughs> yeah, I took it more as like him being very accepting of them wanting to wear the dress, more so as making fun of them. Yeah, he did seem pretty friendly about it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And you know he wasn't like he was like, "Hey, we're all lonely on the ocean. If you guys want to try on a dress to feel pretty or pretend for a little bit, that's cool by me." Some role play. And he's like, "Ha ha ha!" And they're all laughing. And he's like, "I mean it. I mean it. Wear the dress, George. You're first. And then the people listening to Three Woke Potential Daddies like, "Oh, they even want pirates to to be PC now. Uh, what? How is a pirate supposed to to live anymore?" I'm sorry that we're okay that the ride isn't promoting human trafficking anymore. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I'm sorry that we're okay with that. You know what it is promoting? Sleeping in mud with three hogs. That yeah. sounds awesome. <laughs> You know what it is promoting? Shouting from ships as you blow up a small town. Yeah, that's still pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. Cool part in the first one. Yeah. Cool part in the first one. Uh, let's but see. Yeah. Back with Jack and Will, we learned that some that we learned some Davy Jones and Kraken history. Uh, we we go to a scary witch swamp and we see the banjo house from the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yeah, this is probably like one of the only callbacks in this movie to the ride that they like. I guess they did a lot in the first movie, so like, mm-hmm. oh, what else can we call back? But I did like the whole set design of uh, Tia Dalma's like swamp place. There's no hillbilly playing banjo outside, but it was still really cool. Yeah, yeah, they have somebody playing the banjo. I, th- I thought it was like hillbilly adjacent at least. I'm like, yeah. it's swamp person. Yeah, local hick plays banjo. But we arrive at the Swamp Hut where Tia Dalma, she's a witch, and she singles out Will for having a strange destiny about him. Jack gives her Jack the monkey in exchange for her help. Jack confesses to her that the compass is on the fritz because he's unsure what he wants. We learn that inside the chest they seek is the heart of Davy Jones. <gasps> uh, whoever holds the heart controls Davy Jones. And the we learn about the And the beastie. Attack their heart. (laughs) Attack their heart. Oh, good. There he is. Why is the monkey still undead? Like, does it have a coin of its own that it hasn't given up? Or is it just something to not worry about? Is that how it works? All these years, I still don't understand how that freaking treasure works. (laughs) Yeah, we still don't know why they had to use a Turner's blood. Yeah. Whether it's Bill or Will's Turner's. Um,. Yeah, so what, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I like Undead Monkey. He's undead. He's, yeah, undead he scared me as a child. <laughs> Maybe the curse is it is permanent on animals. 
We'll never know. Well, Magic is finicky. In the, there is a post credit scene in the first one of the monkey taking a piece of the treasure and then turning back into a zombie, so I guess that explains it. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that completely explains my question, though. <laughs> yeah, he has a coin. Thank you for doing my work, Jacob. <sighs> the curse endures. Getting sick of it, but okay. <laughs> I'm getting sick of it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so whoever holds and controls the, fly- the um, what's it called, Davy Jones, mm-hmm. we learned that the key is aboard the Flying Dutchman, which is the ship that Davy Jones has. Uh, Jack has the Black Spot as well, which is that classic uh, Treasure Island thing that everyone talks about. But in this, it's a dark omen of death, mm. which I guess it also is in Treasure Island. But uh, Tia gives Jack a jar of dirt to help him ward away Davy Jones. And he's like, is this supposed to help me? And she says, do you think it'll help you? <laughs> he's like... I don't know, will it? And she's like, well, give me the dirt bag. He's like, no. <laughs> but I thought was kind of funny. Like, good Jack line. Yeah, it was. The crew of the Pearl hunt down the Dutchman. They find it, and it looks like shit. It's shipwrecked on the rocks. Will does a solo infiltration mission. We learn this is not the Dutchman. And, of course, the Dutchman can submerge like a submarine, and it pops up just like Greyhound and gives everyone a good hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sick reference and to thanks a for movie watching Greyhound Connery. Man. Yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> thanks for watching that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So the sussy together this, uh, some plot points from you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, is this before or no? Before this, it's when the two OG pirates, like from the first movie, I always forget their names. The the guy with the wooden eye and the other guy. Yeah. Are they in a boat before this, like a rowboat? No, they're or is that after? I think they're already with the crew. They reunited with yeah. everybody at the racist island. Because mm. <laughs> uh, when is uh, when is the guy with the wooden eye like reading the Bible? Yeah, that's I right before that's the racist they're... island. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that part was like I don't know. It's just strange to me. I'm just like mm. I don't know. It's like another gag, I guess. Because what else did they have to read for salvation in 1600s? Yeah, and it, okay, but Christianity like, and Catholicism especially is like the prevailing mm-hmm. religious thing during that time. Yep. Yeah, that's true. And two I'm white men just... would probably turn to that more before really anything else. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I guess that's totally fine. I don't know. It's just like, I guess, ultimately, it's just a joke that doesn't really work. And it's just like, what's the point of this? It's just yeah, distracting to me. Because they're like horrible murderers and thieves and monsters. <laughs> and he's like, well, now we have to fear for our mort- immortal souls because before we were never going to die, but now we're going to die sometime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. All right, all right. I'll give that joke some credit. Right. <laughs> hey, put it back out. Get it off the bench. Those guys annoy me. They're not that funny. <laughs> I th- yeah. yeah, I think this note sums up the entire movie. I know it's talking about a specific point, but I wrote, nothing and too much happens at the same time. <laughs> that is very good. Yeah, that's apt. <laughs> very apt. Um, yeah, so the survivors of the shipwreck are plucked onto the Flying Dutchman along with Will. Um, Will battles the monsters of the Dutchman, which is pretty rad. He holds his own for a long time, but then he loses because he gets bonked on the head. Bonk. His one weakness <laughs> you're right he loves to get bonked on the head <laughs> so we meet davy jones uh played by uh bill nye you right right you right i'm right yeah bill bill nye the science guy nye uh, from Will... about time isn't he in about time he is he's the dad in about time and he's fantastic um... in that movie and in uh Love Actually. He's also. So it's Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I love his part in Love Actually. 
Yeah, he's good in that. As he's like, probably has my favorite storyline in that movie. <laughs> uh, we meet Davy Jones. Um, Will tells him that he has been sent to settle Jack's debt. Davy Jones sees Jack on the Black Pearl watching them and instantly teleports onto his boat and is like, oh, hey, oh, Jack. Yeah. That was pretty um, cool. It was tight. It's like he's a supernatural god being, so he can do whatever he wants. Uh, he says, hey, um, we had a deal. And Jack's like, oh, well, that's have Will, have Jack in, or have Will instead. And then David Jones like, uh, no, you're going to bring me 100 souls in three days. Well, 99 now that I'm keeping Will Turner. And then, and then Jack's like, all right, I'm fine with that. I'll give you a hundred souls. A premise that like never goes anywhere, really. No, it doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, the Pearl heads towards Tortuga because Jack just starts to decides just to reap the people he maybe calls friends in his hometown, I guess, of Tortuga. Yeah, the he, only place probably was ever really belonged. He doesn't care. <laughs> There's so many, there's like three characters, not in a row, but they're all just like, well, I'm old and I've never traveled the, this, the world, so I wanted to do it. It's like, you just told the same joke three times. Like, what, <laughs> what am I supposed to tell you here? Oh, God. But then Norrington shows up. Yeah, um, back on Elizabeth's boat, she uh, uses the crew's fear of the ghost to her advantage and getting them to dock at Tortuga. At Tortuga, Jack and Gibbs are back recruiting bottom of the barrel sailors like tyler said we hear the same joke three times norrington shows up and he's a shade of a man now a fight breaks out and elizabeth arrives and she starts swashbuckling elizabeth knocks out norrington uh, which i thought was a little uncalled for but it's okay i just wanted the satisfaction of doing that myself and he goes, yeah! I'm like, this man's already so broken up. I need to do that. That was, like a, that was like a Smurf voice. Yeah, that's how she sounds. But uh, <laughs> there's another uh, Pirates of the Caribbean ride reference in that scene when they get there. There's the guy coming out of the well, spitting out the water. He shows oh, up. <laughs> you're right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 right. It's straight up the yeah the scene from. The, the ride yeah yeah it's to the point where he like straight up shoots water like a like a cartoon yeah. fish or something yeah um she's also elizabeth being hunted by mercer beckett's uh, lackey uh she goes up to norrington later with pity and is like uh look what happened to you you sad sorry piece of shit uh davy jones plays the organ with his tentacles and and it's awesome <laughs> And it rules. It is really cool. <laughs> I, I was thinking about <laughs> Connor. I was thinking about what your reaction this would be. I'm like, he probably loves this shit. <laughs> <laughs> he probably loves this shit. It's true. I did. <laughs> Will comes face to face with Bootstrap Bill, his daddy, his real life daddy. <laughs> um, is Will Turner a zaddy? Yeah, he is a zaddy. He's dressed in enough leather. <laughs> So Bootstrap begs Will to leave, and Barnacle Man, my one of my favorite monsters, they're like below deck, and this Barnacle person like breaks off from the ship, yeah. and he's like, he tells them like lore, and you see his brain still attached to like the the hull of the ship, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, yes, cool, it's awesome. Part of the crew, part of the ship, part of the crew, part of the ship. But yeah, it's awesome. And he gives some more lore about the chest. Um, what does he even say? He he, he, he basically <clears throat> he basically is like the Dutch the, the Dutchman always needs a captain. 
and then Will's like, where's the key? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. And he, like, goes back and he turns back to, like, Barnacle Stone. Mm-hmm. He was the one who was explaining that uh, if you kill the heart, then you have to replace the heart or some shit. Mm, he's very ominous. Uh, Elizabeth joins the Pearl crew again to save Will from Davy Jones. We've heard the heart story six times now. That's literally in my <laughs> note. <laughs> it's the heart of the story, really. It's the heart. <laughs> the <laughs> still beating heart. Uh, the magic compass works for Elizabeth and the crew sets sail because she wants to save Will. So it points towards him. Uh, Beckett taunts the taunts Elizabeth's dad and uh, he has deduced her location to be on Tortuga. In exchange for not blowing his daughter to bits, Beckett demands his loyalty. I'm laughing at my own stupid notes. <laughs> uh, so uh, back on the back on the Flying Dutchman, we gamble years on the boat, which I also thought was fun, just because I get to see more scary monsters and then play a stupid dice game. I don't. Yeah, that part was kind of boring. I, don't, I mean, uh, that part would be cooler if I understood the game better, but you know. Oh yeah, I have no idea how the game works. (laughs) How do we make this, uh, yeah, there's no game logic. How do we make this scene full of monsters boring? (laughs) We'll make them roll dice. Yeah, and just say, like, some crap they bet or whatever. Yeah, and they bet years of their servitude. Uh, Will offers an eternity of servitude against getting the key to Davy Jones' chest. Of course, against Davy Jones' man himself. Uh, Bootstrap joins the wager. Bootstrap loses the wager and is damned for all time for nothing because Will just wanted to know where Davy Jones kept the key, which he reveals, and it's hidden in his tentacle beard. And then Bill's like, oh, I shouldn't have even done that. I think I now I know what you were doing. I'm like, yeah, dude. But he's also just like, what else are they going to do to me? I'm already a gross crustacean monster. Like, well, He can turn into a barnacle man to be part of the ship. Yeah. Which does happen. Damned for life. Yeah, which does happen. Um, Will sneaks into Davy Jones's room, who's a very heavy sleeper, and he takes the key <laughs> using prongs, which is fun. And we get that musical box, which was probably the, one of the ongoing themes that played in my high school iPod. Which one? The, uh... When you love this movie. <laughs> when I love this movie. Like the music box was like, ding, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Oh jeez, I might have been I might have been really fucking weird when I was in high school, but oh, it's uh it's fine, we all were. It's a, it's a lovely melody. That's why we have a podcast. Sorry, what Jacob? It's, I keep talking over you. No, it's fine. I'm talking over everybody too. It's a lovely melody. It is. And that's why I loved it. Your voice is a lovely melody, Jacob. Evidently. Um, your heart's a stereo. Uh <laughs> if, if well it beats it, for you, so listen close. Oh, oh? (laughs) Attack their heart! (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Jesus. Will takes the key, and uh, Bootstrap gives Will uh, his dagger and says bye-bye. Will tells him that he will free him and kill Jones the knife his father gave him. I promise you this. Elizabeth shows the pardon to Jack. We learn for the hundredth time that Beckett wants the chest to eradicate piracy and control the ocean. Elizabeth is developing a really stupid crush on Jack Sparrow because the compass she ha- she holds now points to Jack all the time. 
I don't buy this yeah. like love triangle at all. I it's just, utter bullshit. I, I also don't think like Jack Sparrow. It's just not his character to like have an actual like relationship with somebody. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like some like it's always like it's almost as if he's always running into his ex girlfriends. Like it almost feels like that way. Like <laughs> yeah. Tia Dalma. Which is like, oh yeah, like we, we, you know, we split on amicable terms. Like she likes him a lot, you know. But it's mm-hmm. like he's not. Like the same thing is going to happen with Elizabeth, but also it's just like it just doesn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. <laughs> story wise. It feels really. I forced. think with the the, I think what Elizabeth Sark's trying to portray in that scene, but it doesn't do it well. Is it's she's 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 attracted to the life of a pirate, not exactly Jack. It's just Jack represents that. Life, yeah. So that's what she wants. Mm-hmm. She wants to be yeah the freedom yeah but you know it doesn't translate well mm, yeah it's that like, like she wants to be with Jack Sparrow yeah, exactly but no yeah it's like you you made the leg work to make that make sense in a way <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so Will is picked up by the same ship coincidentally enough that Elizabeth was on. Davy Jones finds that ship and wants it destroyed. Jones releases the Kraken and annihilates it. <laughs> Gets wrecked. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I will say it's pretty cool how long they hold off the Kraken for. Like the scene is long mm-hmm. too, but I like how they're actually like trying to fight it for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, Will stealthily comes aboard the Dutchman. Davy Jones commands the ship to head towards Jack because he's like, I have definitely been cheated here. Um, Jack and Elizabeth hang out. Jack proposes to Elizabeth, but she's kind of meh about it. They come across a magic island and dock there. They find the chest. Yeah, that's a, that's a sentence I wrote. Um, Jones also arrives, but because he, he can't go on land for 10 years, he sends his scary monster crew to go get it. Will also... Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Will also comes aboard on the land, and the gang is back together again. Will wants Davy Jones dead, but Jack is having none of it. So he's like, no way. Um, I need this to, like, kind of use as leverage and, like, settle my debt with Satan. And then Norrington's also there, and he says, well, I want the box to give the Beckett to get my life as a Commodore back. And the three have a three-way sword fight. And, uh, yeah, when, while they fight, the two stooges steal the chest. Okay, so this tiny island, at first you're thinking, okay, it's one of those, like, random, tiny, super tiny islands that pop up in the ocean. But then, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you see it's attached to a huge island, and I'm like, <laughs> how did... So, I kind of feel like that was some messy, uh, I guess, CGI, because it's like... They show all like they show that tiny island in all like angles, oh, and you never yeah, see right. the island, the huge island that it's a yeah, part you're talking, of. You're talking about when it's Jack, um, Jack, Will, and Dorrington, right? Yeah, when they're on the tiny island getting that chest out of the island. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I'm wondering why would Davy Jones put it on that random patch of island when there's that big ass island. There's like a a church in there, the, the, <laughs> yeah. an abandoned church that they fight on. Why didn't Davy Jones put it in there? Little on that, like the three way fight with Norrington, Jack, like the beginning of it, mm-hmm. especially. Also, the the Dutchman can go underwater. Why didn't he just bury it in the bottom of the ocean somewhere? Because he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody he's else dumb. has that technology except for him. 
He just wants to play as Oregon and be left in peace. Yeah, he really does. He's the Phantom of the Ocean. <laughs> but yeah, I used to. Uh, I used to like this sword fight. I used to think it was cool and creative, which it kind of is. I give it some credit for yeah. trying to like you know be creative with like a three way sword fight and then like changing sceneries. I love when sword when any duels like lightsabers or swords when they're like changing sceneries and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like on Mustafar. Mustafar. <laughs> Mustafar. But uh, but the my problem with this fight, which is it gets more bland every time I see it, is. Again, like what I said earlier, there I feel like there's no real stakes. Like I don't really feel like these guys are going mm-hmm. to kill each other because they've dueled each mm-hmm. other so many times before that they were never really dueling to kill each other. And I feel like they're not doing it now. They're just like, like you know, um, having just a, a spat, an epic spat, they're slapping each other with swords. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did think about like watching this, like the duel between Jack and Will in the blacksmith. Uh, room. Yeah, that or, like, was a cool first. duel. Yeah, like that's probably the best fight, and it's way better than anything in this movie. <laughs> like everything is way more creative yeah. in this, and by creative, I don't mean I don't know. It's not more creative. It's just like more bells and whistles to make it seem like it's like yeah. they're just amping the stakes, and that's honestly something I just <laughs> I just can't stand in sequels when it doesn't earn it. Yep. Totally. And um, it's hard to, Dutch... huh? No, go ahead, Tyler. Please. Oh no, it's just hard to tell when something earns it or not. But it's like it's one of those things <laughs> that just like feel like you feel it or you don't. Mm-hmm. It's just especially the beginning of this fight when it's like the three of them fighting on that small uh, sand area where they find the chest, mm-hmm. and Elizabeth Swan is just like trying to get their attention and be like, "You're all stupid," and just like, "What? Like, what is this supposed to be funny?" Like, she's just was it. I don't know. They're just all ignoring her. Like I don't understand what's happening anymore. It's just it's all weird and dragged out. Too much is happening and not enough. It kind of made me laugh a little bit because she thought she could like faint and then get their attention because she's like, oh, maybe it's about me. I'm like, no, it's not about you. It's just those boys with their swords. Yep, just killing each other. I have a note here when Jacob's like, the fight's creative. I have a note here that says three people fighting is awkward and dumb (laughs) because one person's always left out. Yeah. <laughs> this is three boys with their swords. It's all uh, phallic metaphors, anyways. Yep. There's even a scene at, at the church phallic where um, Norrington and Will are sword fighting, and Jack's like awkwardly like, "How can I? How can I jump in here? How can I?" <laughs> yeah, he's trying to take the key or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or he's like trying to like get in on the sword fight, and he's like, "I can I just cut in right? Nope. All right. Nope." <laughs> I, I thought that was probably funny. I'm like, yeah, three people fighting is like really awkward. <laughs> Yeah, some of that stuff, it toes the line, I guess, because, like, I do think it's actually funny, and, like, that's what the intent is, is to, for mm-hmm. it to be silly. But it's, like, it just, this movie gets so silly at points where it's just, like, am I supposed to even like any of the characters? Am I supposed to care? Like, does anything totally. matter anymore? Exactly. It just, it goes too far, and, like, I love all the characters in the first movie, and so it's, like, I still want to love them, but it's, they just do all this cartoony stuff that, like doesn't even play into the world that they built in the first movie, so I don't know what to do with it. Totally. But it's like the criticism of that is like you could say like, oh, it's just like a big blockbuster movie. You could just like have fun with it. And it's like, yeah, that's true. I but try to. I just <laughs> I just love the world of the first one. It feels like a real like legitimately like really good movie. And then a lot of the sequels just feel like they're both too self-important and too silly at the same time. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. 
Elizabeth intercepts the two stooges and <laughs> yes, runs Connery into desperately the tries to keep going. I know, right? The dude trio fight. Also, the Dutchman crew have found them. Everyone runs. Uh, wheel fight rules I have written down here, which I do actually enjoy the big wheel fight that they're on. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like also the scene where Elizabeth and the two stooges are running from the dutchman horde and they only have one sword so they keep on trading back and forth i thought that was fun and uh yeah jack gets the chest from a dutchman crew member and he opens it and he finds the heart and he pockets it um jack runs away with the prize in hand he hides it in his dirt jar norrington comes across the dirt jar and he sees that some of the dirt is out of it he kind of raises an eyebrow because he also knows that the chest that the chest has the key in it as well and he's like I think something's up here. And he we kind of see him secretly pocket something. Um, Norrington ends up leading the Dutchman crew away and gives them the uh, gives a Will and Jack and Elizabeth the empty chest before booking it. Yeah, uh, my favorite know, part just... in this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I would say my favorite part of this movie is officially the crab head man. The guy with like the um, <laughs> conch shell head. His head yeah. gets knocked off and then his body like drops it when it picks up the chest. And then it goes like uh, pirates and the head like rolls into itself and it comes out as a crab and like chases after his body. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that just made you so happy. It made me so happy. I was like my favorite part in the movie. That was <laughs> it was pretty fun. It was yeah, good. I was like, that's, I do that's like that smart. Guy. More this. Yeah, um, I know I was just complaining hardcore about this fight, but I, I think it gets a lot better when they get to the shallows where, like, the boat is that Norrington mm-hmm. takes, like, the rowboat or whatever to, like, get back because it's, like, more stripped down in a way. It's less bombastic with the big wheel, and it's just the three of them or four of them fighting off the uh, Dutchman crew. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like it's an amping up of, of the balancing thing that Will and Jack do at the blacksmith shop. Yeah, it's like they're fighting together and like Jack, but they're also, I don't know, they're separated. But like Jack has like a, uh, what's it, a paddle that he's fighting somebody with. And it's <laughs> yeah. just, I don't know, it's pretty, it, that part is pretty fun. I just wish they would like chill out in a lot of this movie. It's like, you don't need to do all this to make us like, engaged. Like, just make us care about the characters and... You know, I don't know. I feel like I'm just rambling at this point. (laughs) Jack, Will, and Elizabeth are back on the Pearl, but are quickly attacked by the Dutchman. Turns out the Pearl is faster than the Dutchman when when the wind is on its side. Yeah. Uh, Jack learns that he doesn't have the heart, and the Dutchman sets loose the Kraken. Uh, Jack abandons ship. However, he quickly returns to the boat to help everybody because the Kraken's just destroying the ship. And he's like, I should probably help with that. Uh, the Pearl is doomed. The Kraken will return after they try to blow off a couple of its tentacles with cannons. This is when uh, the Dutchman has triple guns, right? Yes, he says that fire. The tri- like, that's the kind of thing that's, it is pretty cool, honestly. Like, yeah, he's I know chasing just, cannons. Yeah, I've just been complaining about stuff, but that's just some like Dragon Ball Z shit where it's just like, one <laughs> cannon? What about three cannons? Machine like, gun what? fire cannons mounted the front of the ship. <laughs> What? I've never experienced such a thing. What? And then they get Bring shot by all three guns. Nani? Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so Jack returns the ship, and the, everyone's like, okay, we have to abandon ship. And it's a big moment, or it's supposed to be a big moment for Jack to abandon ship and choose to do that for the better of his crew. And he's like, okay, I'll, let's get out of there. Elizabeth stays behind for a little bit, and she kisses Jack, and Will sees this, and he's like, what? 
what I thought. Ugh. Um, however, what he doesn't see is that she handcuffs him to the mast. Um, the Kraken is after Jack, after all, not the ship. Uh, Jack lovingly calls her a pirate before she leaves, which I do kind of like when he just says like pirate and she's like, mm. yeah, cause she <laughs> yeah, finally first I... gets what she wants. She embraces the life that she always wanted. So he's like, told you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At first I really didn't like the scene cause it's like, this doesn't, I don't believe this at all that she would kiss him. And then uh, even though I knew I had like a feeling that she was just like trying to trick him, just like using her feminine just... wiles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a bit reductive, but at the same time, uh, I just like I know Jack would just go for it because he's just like <laughs> perv. Kind of, he's just a, <laughs> a horn dog. He's a yeah, horn dog. you know, in modern sense, he's a perv. But like, he's yeah, no potential he's just, daddy. He's a salty dog. I don't know. <laughs> it's like I'm not going to say no to a to a woman kissing me. You know, that's just Jack. He's about to know. die. But, Why not? And I know she's actually she's very smart and like smarter than him and mm-hmm. is using him uh to and they were flirting for a else. little bit too yeah. so he's like hey maybe this is like my reward <laughs> <laughs> yep that noise thanks jacob <laughs> he's less creepy in this movie than he is in the first one it's true where he's just like oh yeah i don't like you at all um you know, like, why would I be interested in you uh, unless? Yeah, unless. <laughs> Where they're, like, drunk and, like, by the campfire. Yeah. Um, so the Pearl is just... Oh, yeah, so Jack has his last stand moment. Um, they Jack have to blow up the rum, the right? Yeah, yeah well, that was beforehand. They blow up oh, the rum, and then, like, the Kraken comes up aboard the ship with its giant, big, uh, infinity abyss mouth covered in teeth. Yeah, I do like that little moment when they like, it's like, oh, we're going to run out of ammunition soon. And then, is it Will? That's like, then blow up the rum. And then <laughs> Mr. Gibbs, who I will say, like, all the, I like a lot of the character actors in this movie. Like, they're doing the work. Whether they work or, mm-hmm. like, whether, like, their lines really work or not, like, I've, <laughs> they just did really good casting in the first movie, especially of everybody. And I love totally. Mr. Gibbs. Um, there's an ongoing gag in this that Jack has lost his hat. Oh and yeah, and the Kraken belches out Jack's hat, and so he puts oh. it on, and he like draws his sword, and he's like, "All right, let's finish this," and he charges towards the Kraken, and it eats him. <laughs> he says, "Hello, beastie." <laughs> Hello, beastie. <laughs> and uh, that just reminds me that <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when the Turkish fishermen or whatever like find Jack's hat, and they're just like putting the hat on each other, and they're right. like, oh. You're a pirate, like in, in Turkish or whatever. It's like, oh, I'm a pirate captain. Ooh. And then they just like feel an earthquake and they're just like, fuck, like what's happening? And then the crack just, just, just pops their ship. It just like nuclear warheads their ship. I like that scene a lot. They got riggedy, riggedy wrecked. <laughs> riggedy, riggedy shipwrecked. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah, Jack totally owns this Kraken and then it's a happy ending. Yeah, he cuts it to ribbons, and Jack kind of goes on a rowboat, and he says, Savvy, did you miss me? Savvy. Why did... Huh? Elizabeth chooses Jack in the end, and Pirates of the Caribbean 3 is their wedding honeymoon. No, nah, it's, it's, it's a polyamorous take. relationship. It's the... the oh, it's a triumvirate. Yeah, her, Will, and Jack, they're, in, they're, a, they're a couple. I see that. Don't forget Barbosa, who comes on the weekends. <laughs> 
He's a potential daddy. Uh, well, he is a daddy in that one movie, apparently. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Oh, God. Jones witnesses the death of Jack Sparrow and considers the debt paid, but he opens the chest and finds it's empty, and he goes like, Jack Sparrow! Drowning all uh, the water in him. Norrington... Norrington brings the heart to Beckett, and then back at the Witch Swamp, there's a vigil of sorts for Jack. Suddenly, inspiration. The crew of the Pearl resolves to rescue Jack from hell itself. And Dia, what's her name, Tyler? Tia Dalma. Tia Dalma. Tia Dalma is like... Played by well, Naomi gonna... Harris, the great Naomi Harris. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she says, well, if you're going to travel to hell, you need someone who knows the waters. And down the stairs you comes Clark Bosa. Clunk. Clunk. <laughs> and they're like... <gasps> And we are da da dun dun da dun dun da dun dun da dun dun and he bites a crisp What's become of my ship? Da dun monkey apples Yeah. And then he rubs two green apples on his nips and he's like, I'm ready for the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. Who's going swimming with me in the swamp? Shrek. I feel like Barbosa and Shrek would get along. <laughs> potentially potentially i do see it i do see a friendship blossoming from an initial like uh butting of heads this is my favorite moment of the entire movie is when barbosa shows up in the last five seconds because i'm like you know who i miss barbosa he's great he loves a good sword fight he's just so he's a dramatic b he's a dramatic p and by p i mean pirate pirate he just he loves he just loves a good swashbuckle he loves looking good he loves a big hat he loves green apples. He is a theatrical man, and he is so much fun. He is, and, and we're going to get to have so much fun with him at World's End. Yeah, and like this made me stoked for World's End, which I remember not liking that much, but Same. like this made me actually stoked. I was like, yeah, World's End at World's End. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see how uh, how this trilogy ends. <laughs> well, you know, it's not a trilogy. <laughs> nope. Because made a bunch of yeah. money, and then they were like, two years later, oh, we're going to make another one. And I'm like, okay, guess I'll see that. Okay. And I went to go see it in theaters. A- hadn't seen it since. Don't even remember that movie. Uh, do you have Disney Plus? I do. Yeah, it's Stranger Tides and that other new one on there. I do legitimately. Yeah, they're all on there now. They're all on, on, Stranger, there, yeah. on Stranger Tides was missing for a while because of some contracting, and then it showed up finally. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down to see Which, it, uh, I guess. <laughs> you should actually email <laughs> our email address and tell us when you watch these so I can talk, say them out loud. Like, hey, past and future guest Jacob Padilla, watch this movie, and this is his thoughts on it. You yeah. got it. You got it, fam. So Aww. what's your guys' like, full-on... I guess we're done with the movie already. This is yeah, we're done. less plot than i feel like like this movie's two and a half hours long it's about it's the same same length as notes as my uh pirates of the caribbean sum up so much yeah, of it true. drags that's what and that freaking racist island is way too long and definitely does mm, not need yeah. to be in the movie <laughs> it's a huge drag it's really true yeah. what are your guys's favorite moments because i feel like we're all i connor i think you like this a little bit more than us but i feel like we're all kind of like yeah it's I don't know. Any like, moment, is this, where do you rank moment, this, Connery? Where do I rank this? I, I don't think I like it better than the first uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I will say that. So after watching them back, back to back, now I'm like, 
The first one is better. This one's really, really boring at points. But however, the creature design is what really makes this movie makes me love this movie because I think all the monsters look so original and they just look so different. Like not one of them is the same, which I love a lot. Yeah, yeah to reiterate uh, what I said earlier is yeah, like the CG is really good in this movie. It, like Davy Jones himself, like it looks better than like Thanos, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, like. Not to knock Thanos, because his CG is really good, too, but it's just like, this came out 15, 14 years ago, okay? If mm-hmm. you're going to be precise about it. And, like, I don't know. Super I thought... intricate design. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they really put a lot of work into it. Yes, a lot just... of work into seeing them roll dice. I think the scene where Will is uses, like, the sticks or whatever to pick up uh, Davy Jones' tentacles to, like, get the key, like... The execution of that, it feels, it looks so real. It feels so real. Like Davy mm-hmm. Jones feels like a real, like creature, and mm-hmm. that's just really rare in full CG characters in general. Yeah. And it's just incredible that they were able to do this back then. And one way to trick things, like I don't know that much about CG. Like one way to trick things is to have a lot of scenes at night to make the CG easier and more forgivable. But like, totally. and there are a fair share of those scenes in this movie. But there's also like the whole third act takes place in like pure daylight, and it's just incredible what they're able to pull off yeah definitely they're super they're very well lit for cg characters mm-hmm. that must have been a pain in the ass in itself oh fully <laughs> but yeah that's probably any part where the monsters are in it and davy jones and his crew Same. i probably genuinely enjoy the movie when that's happening mm-hmm. i get like I, my favorite part of the movie legitimately is when the conch Conch shell guy head falls off and then he turns into a crab and chases after his body. Like I thought that was honestly my favorite part of the whole movie. It sounds stupid, but I got a real big kick out of that. Yeah, that's me with the Turkish fishermen or whatever when they're wearing the hat. <laughs> it's just like some it's like two minutes of goofy nonsense. <laughs> I think my favorite part is probably uh Davy Jones's intro. Uh Ooh. I really like when uh Jack is looking through his his, his uh scope and then Davy Jones turns around, sees him, and then he's right there. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that yeah, is really like... cool. I know I complained about Jack's intro on this, but they did a good job with Davy Jones, yeah. like introducing him and everything. He is pretty like epic, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and terrifying and powerful, and also just <laughs> a spooky octopus man. Yeah, I mean he's the devil, and you're definitely afraid of him throughout this movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Beckett's got nothing on Davy Jones. No, but he has everything on Davy Jones now because he controls him. Mm-hmm. And that segues into At World's End. One last, maybe cut this out because it's just a bummer, but I remember in the first, like, Curse of the Black Pearl, I was talking about how motivated the music is and how it works with all the editing and the scenes and the sword fights and everything. It works really well to make a full scene and make it feel all kinetic. In this, there's a lot of music that just feels like it's there and it doesn't really work in the scene. And I don't think it's the music's fault at all. It's just like the cutting and the shooting mm. and everything. So, I was going to say, me and my cousins have like the theme for this movie. I remember for a while, I was like, why do I know the theme so well? And me and my cousins are always like a weird beatbox, like, like, how'd it go again? Come on, guys. Game of Thrones. I don't remember. What? I was going to do heave. Well, how does like the uh, Davy Jones theme go, Jacob, or the Kraken theme? Oh, like, no, it's dun 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 dun
Exactly. Yeah. Right. We were just like a dumb beatbox thing with that. It was just, I remember we, so, we just like go, and for like so long, that was a running guy. We was like, dun, 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 dun. is that why you guys like, that were like to a, a Harry Potter party, Connery, and we were just listening to Harry Potter dubstep? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that was funny. You can cancel the author, but you can't cancel the Harry Potter dubstep. 1776. <laughs> <laughs> Hogwarts, England. <laughs> Uh, does anybody have any final notes on this movie before we play some games? Um, I don't know. That's it. I'm interested to see how, how World's End is going to go. I remember thinking it was bloated and annoying, so we'll see how that changes. Still is. <laughs> Tyler, Jacob, notes? Jacob, final yeah. comments on Dead Man's Chest? Uh, yeah. What I really loved seeing about uh, what I really loved about seeing it in theaters was I saw the teaser trailer for Transformers and that really got me pumped up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I've seen in theaters, and I remember mostly liking it when it came out. The teaser trailer or the movie of Transformers? The movie, yeah, oh, yeah. in two thousand seven. But yeah, the movie. Well, I of love course, we'll have it. to cover that. Yeah, definitely. There's only one line I remember from Transformers, and it was my favorite part where Optimus is there, and he goes, like, Megatron, and Megatron, like, stands up from the road and goes, Prime! And then, like, they charge towards each other. like something you'd be into. Yeah. <laughs> As a child who was, who was always play Megatron in our Transformers games, yep. it spoke to me on many levels. I want to be the villain! I'm the bad guy! I'm sorry Megatron becomes more lame and lame and lame as those movies went on. Yeah, that defeated my childhood spirit a lot. Oh. I've actually only seen the first one, so mm. I'll curse myself by saying I'm excited to see those at some point, because <laughs> I know they won't be worth it. But I honestly feel the second one's crap, but I, it's got some fun action. The third one tries to do better with its story and has some cool action, but it's also like, like what? And then... The, Is the fourth one of dinosaurs. The in 2014 it? one and the most recent one, the 2017 one. Those two are two and a half hours long for no reason. Oh my God. I, I haven't seen yeah. the. Tw- I saw the 2014 one because I was curious to see it, but I had to. Re- I was not going to see it in theaters. I rented it, and I was like, I wasted my life. And then I didn't even bother. <laughs> I still haven't seen the the most recent one because like. It's... Well, Jacob, can't wait to have you on for Transformers Five. I'm down. Yeah. Book me right now. <laughs> can, our, has, can our bonus episode for Tyler? You. Can our bonus episode be like us watching Beast Wars? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I had a. Uh, I had. Wait, why am I saying I had? You know, Transformers Five has both Stanley Tucci as Merlin and Anthony Hopkins saying the word "dude." That's what I know oh about dude. Transformers Five. God. <laughs> So I can't right. wait. That'll be great for you. Yes, You're, you have you've claimed yourself as the sequel man, which is mostly the second <laughs> movie and things. And this is your two of two of that. But might hey, just have to you have you on for Transformers Five. It was it's a sequel, so I'm I'm in. I'm still in. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've still not decided whether or not we should have a guest for Pirates Four because I feel like that's kind of universally hated. But I yeah. am kind of a stand for that movie, so I think I need the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the floor. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, what's the game? Stranger Tides. Yeah, do you have a game, game Connery? Uh, no, it sounds like you do, though. All I've got is who, 
what character would you want to be in Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest? Who would you want to be in this story? Am I am I playing them or am I am my soul is inserted into their body? Uh, your soul is inserted into their body. Okay. It could be anybody. You don't even have to follow the narrative of this story. You can do whatever you want. You can just go veer off and not be in this story anymore. <laughs> not even in the plot. Yeah, you can just do whatever you want. You have full agency, but you are one of the characters. Who would you like to be, and what would you do? Hmm. And it can include all of us if you want. You can you can make all you can cast all of all three of us. I like that. That's fun. Um, I will for this iteration. I will cast myself. See, I always I'm a very nice person in real life, but I always like playing the bad guy in especially theater where I'm playing something. So typical bad guy thing to say. I'm a really nice guy. I how how dare you? Don't say that. <laughs> I said kind person. What I'm doing will save but, the world. <laughs> exactly. For the greater good. For the greater good. Exactly. I, I enjoy playing those parts and just being like, I'm giving the villain some kind of warped morality is always fun. But I, I'm i going to sound stereotypical or stupid, but I, I, I'm going to be like, I'm going to cast myself as Davy Jones. I yes. feel like that'd be really fun. Yes. Or, or, I'll be, or I'll be Beckett. I, I might be Beckett. I feel like I might do that instead. Pick Davy Jones. Or Beckett's maybe kind of a petty B. You do better yeah. as D- Davy Jones. I agree. Maybe I'll be Davy Jones and I'll cast Joseph Horn as Beckett, <laughs> even though he's not here. Um, <laughs> I don't think he'd be into that at all. I think he's the strategist, the mastermind. Like I think that's very much a part Joe would be willing to play. But that's the um, yeah. That's he's the not English sassy colonizer. though. Colonizer. <laughs> Are you? Joe is so sassy. Are you kidding me? Have you been on the receiving oh, end of one of his disses? He's sassy as freak, no. but he wouldn't want to be an English yeah. colonizer. <laughs> Joseph respects me. Yeah, and I want to say, <laughs> but yeah, Joseph. He doesn't so because he respects. Joseph me. is sassy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get to cast you and Jacob now in this movie. Um, I want you guys on the boat with me, so I will ta- cast Tyler as my favorite crew member, um, Conch Shellhead, <laughs> and cool. I will cast Jacob as Bootstrap Bill. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Cool. That, that was my casting. <laughs> what about you, Jacob? For me? All right, so Connery's Davy Jones. <laughs> uh, Tyler is... Uh... I'm going to make Tyler Will Turner. <laughs> Yay. You got the lead, Tyler. You got the lead. No, no, no. I'm Yay, Jack I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is a lot of fun. I want to be him. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he, li- he lives the best life. Yes. He really He's having the most fun. fun. He's, tied- <laughs> He's tied to nothing except daddy issues in that world's end. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> daddy issues. All right, Tyler. It? it all comes down right. to you. All three of us will hang out with Mr. Gibbs on Tortuga Island as the Three Muddy Hogs. Three Muddy Hogs! We'll all hang out with Mr. Gibbs, and then randomly someone will throw some bread at us. And and water, and wake (laughs) us up. Someone will throw some bread at us, and we'll eat it up. We'll spit it out, shit it out, and give it to Katniss Everdeen. Because PETA couldn't just give it to her without throwing it in the freaking hog mud. I never thought I would be part of this reference. I'm honored I am. Thank you, Jacob, for standing with us.
Of course. We stand as the three hogs. The three hogs. Honestly, though, it seems a lot of fun to... Eating dirty, wet hog bread. Dirty, wet hog bread. It seems pretty nice to be a hog on Tortuga. You just hang out in the mud. You're all like a real big hog. Mm-hmm. And we'll just the three best friends. And it'd be really nice. Three best hog friends. I love it. <laughs> that's all I got. Well, I guess that's every final note we have on Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. Next week, we'll be covering At World's End with special guest, Pat Wynell. <laughs> all right, Pat. <laughs> Hopefully he makes it. No, he'll make it. Pat is a pirate himself, yeah. and you'll find that out next week. He's on probably the most pirate person I yes. know. I he that. is absolutely a pirate man, yeah. and like he's amazing. Like the 16th amazing. century, yeah. <laughs> he would do so well as part of Jack's crew or his own oh, captain. He, he is he his, is own, his captain. own captain. Like He would probably rival Jack Sparrow, oh, I would yeah. argue. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, so hopefully we catch him. He rides with the waves, with the ocean. <laughs> he's a... He's up with the wind. He he travels the world. He certainly he's a does. Spirit. If we're lucky, we'll catch him, and he'll be on next week's episode. For he's the Jack Spirit of our friends. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> Jacob. Do you have anything to plug before we head out? Uh, if you like the sound of mine and Connery's voices, please listen to <laughs> our other podcast, uh, the Starship Impala. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Starship Impala Podcast. And, uh, yeah, listen to it. It's a great time. Plenty of episodes. It's uh, epicness. More epicness. uh, More beauty from this voice, of course. And uh, follow me on my social media, at AJ Padster. Also on my letterbox. And I recently started uh, another Instagram account, Wide-Eyed Wanderer, where I take Mm. some badass pictures of my action figures and make them all cinematic and stuff. So if you want to gander, you try. If you want to gander at that, go ahead. You should try tagging Tom King of some of those. He loves posting all those action hero pics on his Insta. Oh, maybe my maybe that Batman one I did, I could tag him. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like your last one, Jacob, of uh, Iron Man. He's like punching. Is he a uh, GI Joe? He's one of like that's uh, the bad guys from GI. <laughs> no, that's a uh, Iron Man villain, Crimson Dynamo. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I'm actually going to be posting another one soon. I took some pictures today. Nice. nice. Yeah. You post way fast, way more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I should I should be posting things, but I'm not. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> I was going to start doing uh, model shoots again, but Ooh. they shut down quarant- like quarantine stuff again, which I totally agree with. Yes. Wear your mask. Wear a mask. Don't mm-hmm. go... Wear a mask wherever you go. Don't spit on people. Literally, <laughs> I got a the bare minimum. Don't spit on people. Yeah. I got a really nice mask from a uh, my comic art dealer, where um, it was just like a special order thing where I purchased. What are you art. buying? I I bought some cool. What new, are you uh, selling? <laughs> yeah, so I basically bought some comic book art, and he was doing a promotion where if you buy comic book art, you get a mask with like the company thing logo on it i'm like that's really neat and the mask is a lot better than the one i have so i'm like cool and i wear that around now nice. that's really cool um mm-hmm. i'll do this plug and then transition back to connery before i do okay. more plugs but yeah i got lily some uh my girlfriend lily passing future guest she's Ooh. on <laughs> games part four and spider-man three and virus one yay Whoa. you guys gave her a movie I got she her liked s- <laughs> yeah. yeah we did that's what it's what we talked about on that episode <laughs> 
We owe her one more. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I got her some masks from Consequence of Sound, which is usually like a music like review yeah. and like just music website. But they designed some masks, and one of them was the Shining carpet. Oh shit! That's so I got her some of those, and those are really cool. Um, so check check out Consequence of Sound. I have no connection to them whatsoever, but they're donating that money towards the musicians fund, the artists fund in general, not just musicians, but. Um, to help support musicians, sorry, musicians and artists in general through the COVID crisis to help support them. Because uh, if any, I know anything as a freelancer in the film industry, everything is shut down right now. And like with the music world, you can't go to a show or anything. All Mm. artists, musicians can do is perform online. So go and support them. Connery, what are your plugs? Pretty much everything Jacob said about... Excuse me, Starship Impala. Yeah. Oh man, Morty. Um, yeah. So Starship Impala, listen to it. It's great. Um, that's it. If you want to uh, follow me and see my escapades, trying to recruit artists for to do my comic books, you can follow <laughs> me on Twitter <laughs> at Connery Hanson, spelled with a K. Yeah, get at him, artists. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, follow us at Franchise Pod on this Instagram, Twitter on Facebook at The Franchise, and email us at thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Uh, ideally, ideally, five stars if you like us. Uh, <laughs> please do that. I accidentally, you do like us, you will give us five stars. <laughs> you will do it. I want to go home and rethink my life. Uh, <laughs> I recently, the other day, completely accidentally... Please don't think I did this on purpose, but he accidentally gave us five stars on Apple Podcasts because I was clicking on the wrong thing. Yeah, sure. There you go. But yeah, just like Connery watched Greyhound, I did that on accident. <laughs> uh, especially leave us reviews. <laughs> what, A lot of accidents. Yeah. You know, we're two potential, three potential daddies. Lots of accidents. Uh, leave us some <laughs> reviews. <laughs> leave us our reviews on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us please we'll get more listeners that way uh and with that note as the great jack sparrow once said good as the white grace as the great jack sparrow to paraphrase the great jack sparrow one time goodbye beasties there will be no living with Jacob. after this <laughs> Hide the rum. Hide the rum. Dirt. This is a jar of dirt. <laughs> I got a jar of dirt. Thirty-six. Thirty-eight. Jacob, what do you uh, want to do next? What uh, what franchise? We're still recording. I have you done for RoboCop two and Transformers five. <laughs> RoboCop two and Transformers five and Blade. <laughs> well, of course. I'll have you on for all the blades. We're done recording, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to stop recording.
First, we attack his heart. 